Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 517 of the WCB Podcast. Yeah. 93.5 The Rock. Welcome. Rock hard. Rock hard dudes. <laughs> How you guys doing this week? Everybody doing good? Getting doing good. through the work doing, week? Yeah. Yep. Great work week. Doug, good to see you, but better to see you, Eric. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you. I didn't set a computer all week, you know what I'm saying? Well, technically I didn't either. Hey, uh, it's cold in the office. <laughs> I'm going to say that. It's 90 degrees out, and Doug has a hoodie on in there. I do. It's cold as it, shit in there. The luxuries of uh, a college degree, huh? Yeah, it's got to pay for it. <laughs> you got to pay to put a hoodie That's on. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, you pay to play. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? The podcast is presented by Elite Archery. We're not going to beat you to death with ads this week, but we really do think you should use code WCB at EliteArchery.com for that. Check out the Envision. New Envision. That's for all Outdoor Group products also. Yeah, it works for everything. Like Whammy. Partner or not, you go to Outdoor Group, WCB works for them. And actually, you know, you could get the purple rainbow like Doug, or you could get uh, Mountain Tan. Hey, join me. You can do. I the purple's bold, but really it looks move. pretty slick. Actually, I'm glad you did it. You're crazy. It's a good move. Uh, big time. Be thinking about your fall plots ahead of time, guys. Um, you can get on there, order some of the main event, which is a new blend of seed from Big Time, and use code WCB2022 or some feed if you need it too, or some feed if it's legal in your area. Or I mean, you, it's all on you. You do your thing. Feed them right now. Right. Yeah, I wish I could. I got to think about them plots. I am. What's up? Uh, Big Time is really making feeding deer cool again. Yeah. I don't know if it was ever cool or uncool. It's cool now. What's up? Build the wall. Borderline. That's right. <laughs> <Buy it. laughs> Go WCB22. Joe's probably going to hate that. Oh, Worth love that. clothing and camo. We've talked about uh, our different patterns. Tarnan's probably my favorite right now of the three patterns they have in the gear. Um, I mean, they're all awesome. All the gear is good from early season, mid season, late season. Each one is built for a tree stand hunter. They have the the slot for the tether for your harness. Yep. 
Um, that um, early season like hoodie with the face mask right now. Mm. Perfect. Turkey comes hunting. in clutch when you yeah. get your face mask when you're turkey Hidden. hunting. I wouldn't know. For turkey. I wish a turkey would come find me. Did you just make a pun? Hidden? Because that's one of their patterns. Maybe. You didn't mean to, did you? Just, nope. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, I didn't know. You're a marketing genius on accident. Whoa. <laughs> you can use code <laughs> WCB15 for all your hunt worth Wee. needs. Get on there and check them out. A lot of questions in the group. Uh, we try to answer answer them on there. Scent Crusher, the closet is probably... That's like, that's like the big one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, it's big in size. Especially right now. But it's I like mean, necessity. If you have a hunting room, you can put that up. Keeps your clothes from smelling like the house. All your wives scented wax candles. You can keep your clothes. <laughs> yeah, got your clothes hidden away keep, from your wife. Keep them organized. Get, yeah, keep them. And organized. your wife doesn't yell at you because you got clothes everywhere. Even though I'm the most unorganized person, so I just throw everything in there. Dude, mine. Is, I've been going through my scent crusher closet. I'm the most unorganized motherfucker lately. Like I, I went through it at one point and hung everything up and like. Some stuff still hung up that I don't wear anymore. Yeah. Everything else is kind of thrown in there. I know. You know who the most organized person is? Ross Bigger. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. You hang out at Ross Bigger's house for a weekend. You come out and you feel like shit. Yeah. I was trying to find someone. I walk in. He has like early season, mid season. Like everything's just. He also built that place place. for his organization. True. He knows if he's missing a screwdriver. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. He He does. He knows he's missing a screw. Fact. He definitely ain't missing a screw as a smart guy. Um, <laughs> point is, he has a lot of his stuff organized in Scent Crusher stuff. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, pretty killer. Uh, Scent Crusher's a great company, man. I, I'm I'm proud to like have the relationship we have with them. Awesome people. Tell them we sent you. And we are going to go to Loophold Optics Performance Eyewear. It's like, I'm pumped that we, we're partnered with Loophold. Like, yeah, kick-ass range finders. Hold on. Kick-ass. Oh, you're putting the shades Whoa. on right now? Come on, man. I can see this, but... Yeah, flex yeah. on us like that? I'm flexing. Future's What's too up? bright. He has to put his shades on. Oh. That's right. Jeez. Dang, performance eyewear. Loophole optics. Look how cool he is. Check him out. I really do like him. I can see you guys a lot better now. I just wear them all the time. Man, I, I, I want to wear them inside and stuff, but it's such a douche move to wear glasses inside. That's a douche inside. move. But, I mean, you look pretty but good. But you do look pretty cool. Hey, I just said it first, dude. Oh. Fuck you, Doug. This is my ad. I know I look cool. <laughs> oh. It's okay. He knew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Check out, check them out. Loophold. We're sorry. Uh, no, you're not. And Novix tree stands. The Hilo. I got the Hilo right now hung up. Um, I need to pull it so I can have it for my mobile setup in my truck. I got all summer to do it. I got her hung up in my garage on the <coughs> on the peg. I got the Hilo with the mini sticks, mini doubles. Mini doubles are <coughs> fucking dope. Full length, baby. I can get higher up in the uh, the minis than I thought I could. Oh yeah. I hang that first one like eight foot off the ground though. I'm an advocate for the doubles though. It's nice when you're hanging a set with like a lineman's rope to stand on the sticks. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like cantilevered or whatever the hell with one foot higher than the other. It's nice to be level footed on both sides and ready to rock. Um, and Doug, what you got for a veteran shout out, buddy? I got a long one here. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So, uh, stay with me here. <laughs> that was the mustache <coughs> being scratched in the mic for the record. As always. The Veteran Shout is brought to you by HHA USA. Go to HHAUSA.org to check them out. Uh, this is submitted by Zach Holdsclaw, and uh, there's three veterans here. Whoa. Oh, boy. Rick Holdsclaw, Carmine Durante, and Alex Stewart. Says, hey, guys. Longtime listener, first-time caller. Love that. Started from episode one and made it to current about two months ago. God bless you. I want to shoot a shoot a, Thanks, shout buddy. out a couple of vets 
if that's cool. First off, I want to shout out my dad, Rick Holdsclaw. He's 73, Vietnam vet, and just a badass. I Thanks for your service, Rick. Holdsclaw just sounds like a badass. That does. He's told me only a few stories of time over there, but from what I've gathered, he did a sneak and peek missions from POW camps, and sometimes he and he and his 13-man squad had to liberate the POW camp if reinforcements were not available. Yeesh. Damn. They're not allowed to uh, wear any identifying patches in case they were captured. I didn't get to see much of him growing up because he drove big rigs through all 48 states. He's retired now, riding his Harley trike all through the South and living his life to the fullest. I'm proud to call him my dad. Very cool. I also want to take a minute to shout out my brothers, my time and service as well. We were 11 B's infantry, Carmine, Durante and Alex Stewart, both badasses in their own way. Alex got both both of us into hunting, and I'm actually headed up to Tennessee in November to hunt with him. I'd also like to shout out any and all of these Afghanistan veterans, OEF, OIF, what they're going through right now after the Taliban took back Afghanistan in just under a month is unthinkable. Jeez. And I'd like to thank them to know they have had brothers out there supporting them no matter what branch of service. Sorry for the long-winded message. It's all right. I tried tried my best. P.S. If old Duck Eye Doug could send out a mustache prediction for my first season hunting ever, that'd be dope. Mm. Love what you guys do. Thanks. So this probably already happened, so hopefully he did kill one. And we're that backed up that it's before season. Yeah, this is sent in August 19th, 2021, so it definitely did happen. Whoa. I mean. I mean, yeah. Well, Zach, hopefully you killed one. It's a good problem. Maybe I'll make a prediction right now for him for this season. Yeah, well, Zach deserves that. Or, Thanks, Zach, for something. Hey, that. email Doug back too. Let us know how it went. Yeah. yeah, let me know if you killed one, or any of you guys actually. Let's do a cheers for all those vets, though. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for your service, guys. Yep, absolutely. That was a great it shout out. Let us talk shit on a microphone on a yeah, podcast right. every week. Uh, I'll give him a prediction right now. Let me take a drink. Take a drink. Air out the. Does that like cleanse the palate of the stash? Brussing it out. Can you hear it? Yeah, we can. You <laughs> I sanitize your microphone after every time, by the way. What? Okay. Everyone's um, mic. Before we have a new guest, I, I have a microphone. Look at come on. All right, Zach, you ready? Mm. November 12th. Wow. Morning. Call me when it's done. Okay. Send like pictures. Send, give, give me your number on, on air. Five six three. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Uh so thanks for doing that, Zach, and uh thanks for your service, Rick Holdsclaw, Carmine Duranti, and Alex Stewart. And Zach's Holdsclaw, because it was all everyone. Everyone thanks, that's for your service. That's that's kick ass. That was awesome. That's a great message. All right, guys, you guys are awesome. Thanks for being here. Hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. 
working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Welcome to the podcast, Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Like again, every time we listen to it live, it just says our name so much that it's almost like so redundant. And people like search us on Spotify or something. So I I figured they might know what to listen to, but you never know. We cram it in your face. That's right. We don't want you to forget. <laughs> Kurt Geyer here. Eric Common. We have guest host Judd McCollum. And then the guest of the week, Mr. Hayden Bailey, a.k.a. Lim Loss Boss, a.k.a. You gotta have something else. The legless shed hunter. The legless shed hunter. There you go. I like that a lot. <laughs> Boom. I like that. That's probably the. That might be the Limloss boss was, is cool. Limloss boss is really catchy. It's cocky. We always have the joke that my ego was not in my feet because it's still there. <laughs> it's not cocky all the way. I'm not gonna lie. Like I didn't know who you were because I don't have TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, is this guy like bow limbs or what's his deal? <laughs> I looked at him like. Okay, I get it. Now. I, get it. <laughs> I get it. So yeah, I started trying to post. Uh, on shed hunting pages as the legless shed hunter, but I would just put a video together when I found one. When right. I first started walking, well, then put out like three or four videos a year. Yeah, right. That's all you get. But the TikTok thing just kind of took off, so I've stuck so with that. Are you TikTok famous? I don't know what your definition is, but it's enough famous. How many for me. followers do you have? 650,000 the last time I checked. Holy Nikes. <laughs> I have like two. <laughs> um, I'm one. I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. So if people, <laughs> right off the rip, we're going to start with who you are as a segment right now that we're doing on the podcast. Find you on TikTok, Lim Lost Boss. That's all I have to search. Yeah, you can Google it. It's you can find it. Okay. So if you're on the talk, or if you just want to Google it to watch the videos, Instagram. I'm on there, but I don't post anything. I'm on there because my wife sends me stuff that she wants me to see. That's about <laughs> I it. Like I get that. on once Some a week. And videos. I like that. Okay. She posts me a lot of stuff like that. So when so you got popular on TikTok. When did you get popular on TikTok? So actually, the first video, I got TikTok, and I loved it. The first video I posted was during shotgun season. And when I shot last year. It was of the year before last. Okay. So the first video I posted, I had no clue what I was doing. I was walking through the woods in my short legs. I had a shotgun on my shoulder. And I said, I'm just a legless guy out deer hunting. What would you do today? Uh-huh. And that was it. And, yeah. it, I mean, it, that thing took off. I don't know what to expect with any of that, but I mean, it went straight up to like 10,000 views and then boom, they took it down. Oh, really? Because yeah, the gun. Because it shows a gun. So they took down my first video. I was pissed about that. And then I was Sounds like, hey, like bitches. I don't know if this is really, I posted a video like, hey, I got like 20,000 views on a video. It's the second time I posted. Is this a big deal? You know, I'm just asking the general populace. And a lot of people are like, yeah, keep going. That's yeah. great. I like that. So that's where it all started. Yeah. So explain for people who are only listening in their car and they're not watching, well, even if they watch on YouTube, you're uh, waist up on video at the table here. <laughs> Let's break down why, I mean, you're popular because of your niche and, and your video content mm-hmm. to 
the niche of is it really a niche? It is. It's, a it's kind of a niche, it's ain't a it? Feature. Positivity it's a feature. is a niche. Yeah. <laughs> it's an accessory. Yeah, it's because I'm missing both of my legs above the knee. And next question is, what the hell happened, man? I had a single vehicle car crash October 5th of 2013. No shit. Yeah. I just ran off the road. Um, I don't know if I fell asleep or seen a deer. Mm-hmm. Ran off the road, got pinned in my vehicle, obviously couldn't reach my phone. They said I was pinned for you know long enough for my legs to essentially die from lack of circulation, and my dad is the one that found me. Are you no shitting? Kidding. Mm-hmm. How, long, how long did you sit there? I mean, they said it could have been like four or eight hours. They don't really know. Whoa, Holy fuck. Yeah. Late at night or something? Yeah, something like that. Woke up super early to go uh, do something and just ran off the road. So then my dad found me, and I was the only life flight that day. As soon as they got me, they said, no more flying the rest of the day. The weather's terrible. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And I was in uh Do you remember any part of being I, pinned? I don't remember any part of being pinned. Nope. Thank God. In shock, unconscious, you I'm don't sure know. You're no, in I didn't. Well, but... I had internal brain bleeding. So they said that's known to just wipe your memory because I don't even remember the day before. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing you don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, of Like, I'm missing both my legs above the knee. My family had it way worse off than me. I am fine. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. The people that had to deal with unknowing, whatever. Because so, for, for that, however, the recovery period and all yeah, that stuff. So I wrecked. I broke my neck on vertebra C7. I broke ribs. I broke my wrist. Um, my legs were dead from compartment syndrome. Uh, acute liver failure, kidney failure, the brain bleed, all that stuff. I was in a medically induced coma for 18 days. I said they got to put wow. you in a coma for all yeah. that shit. They yeah. had to have. So I was in a medical coma for 18 days, hospital stay for 47 days. My kidneys completely shut down, so I was on dialysis. Everybody's trying to tell me, like when I woke up, they're trying to tell me what my life is going to be like. and After 18 days. Yeah, wake up. Hey, you, you know, you're, both your legs are gone. And my initial reaction to that literally was, well, that's that's probably going to suck for a while, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I had just bought that summer a kayak. Just got like a random hair up my ass. Like, hey, it's a big hollow piece of plastic that floats. Let's get one. It'd be fun. Yeah. And I had a really nice zero turn mower. Mm-hmm. So I woke up and they said you have no legs. I'm like, okay, well, I'll be on the water a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. That was just kind of my personality. <laughs> hey, problem. zero turn, you only need your hands, yeah, right? Yeah, perfect, man, perfect. <laughs> yeah, you knew you, you so, prepped pretty well. Uh, about halfway through my you know wake period, my kidneys just started working. They had no idea how or why. It was like a miracle thing. Mm-hmm. I urinated into a bag 10 liters in one day. Oh, Because geez. my body was so inflamed. That's what compartment syndrome does. They said my... My midsection was like as big as a 55-gallon drum, and my legs were bigger than a five-gallon bucket. Holy my whole body fuck. swelled up. Really? So my kidneys woke up. Too much piss on there. <laughs> yeah, they just filtered everything, whatever. And then uh, so they pulled the pick line out from the dialysis, and then two, three days before I was supposed to be discharged, I told them, like, my neck's kind of sore right here. And they thought I just pulled a muscle doing PT or something. I had a blood clot in my jugular vein. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, what? Like two days before discharge. And then you know, everybody everybody rushes in when they did the ultrasound on my neck. And then all the doctors and nurses started freaking out. And they're telling me, like, don't move. And I'm, you know, why? What the hell's going on? And then they said, yeah, you have a blood clot in your jugular vein. They had to get me on all the kinds of blood thinners and everything and get it all situated, make sure it was safe before I could get released. Wow. What an adventure. <laughs> 47 hey, days total. You've seen some shit then. Yeah, I guess. 
Yeah. God damn. Damn, man. That's a crazy series of events there. So it was actually, uh, since it was October and 47 days in the hospital, I got out of the hospital like right before one of the two shotgun seasons. And uh, I remember I posted a picture down in our basement where all our deer are hanging up. Like this is the first year I've ever missed shotgun hunting, but I still saw more big bucks than all of you because all my dad's mounted deer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How old were your kids at the time? No, oh, I didn't have any. You didn't have kids? Nope. Probably. I didn't have any at the time, just girlfriend. She's my wife now. You have got... kids now? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good thing you didn't have kids at the time, just be for oh, the scare yeah. factor. Yeah, I was I was 21. I still had a lot of growing up to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, that's insane. Well, we're glad you're here. Oh, yeah, me too. Just happy to be here. So what was like, I mean, man, we got to get you connected with T-Bone. Oh, yeah, for sure. That. You yeah. know, just uh, I'm, you probably can help him out in a lot of ways. Well, and that's kind of a lot of what I do on TikTok is I'm just I'm just being me. That's literally all it is. If I think something is funny, I, I'm at the point now where I don't care. I'm just going to post it. That's hilarious. Do you, yeah. do you ever have people reach out that are like an amputee or double amputee? Yeah. That like, oh, yeah. And I try and for... I find them. If I find somebody that's missing both legs above the knee, I will try and be like, hey, add me. Like, let's talk. Right. So yeah. my clinic that I go to that I've gone to since six months after my accident is down in southern Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They specialize in bilateral above knee people. They put on an event every year for bilateral above knees. It's kind of a peer support learning. Yeah. So I went to one of those six months after my accident. Mm-hmm. So six months after that, I'm in a room with 20 other people missing both legs above the knee. And it kind of just reset the mental of, oh, you know, no big deal. Everyone here is like this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm looking at these guys over on the side of the room that are working on these fancy tall legs and they're just walking like normal and joking around and cutting up like yeah. nothing's even right. you know, going on here. Just no, nothing but a thing. Yeah. So through working with them, I've been to that event every single year. I, I try and help people all over because that's, that's awesome. awesome, man. Yeah. That's really great. Dang. I can't imagine. Vet, veteran shout out time. Yeah, dude. You, you got, got one? Yeah. Oh yeah. I got one. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Let's do it. Uh, so it's actually a veteran that I met just this last year and I asked him all of the questions that's on the, the interview sheet, Yeah. but I didn't tell him that I was going to be on the podcast. Even cooler. He, oh dude, this guy, he's a Marine. He mm-hmm. served a little over four years. He's also missing both his legs above the knee. Um, okay. he lives in Maryland. His name is Jeff Kessler. Okay. And I worked, <laughs> he's going to laugh. Here's a shout out to Jeff. Shout yeah. out Thanks to Jeff Thanks for your Kessler. service, buddy. Yep. Thank you. Um, he is so hard to crack his shell. He's just a very quiet, yeah. but he's built like a brick shit house. Yeah. I mean, this guy is twice as wide as me, works out like crazy. His arms are bigger around as my head. It's unreal. Is he a deer hunter? He does deer hunt. Yeah. 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 He deer hunts. Yeah. Shotgun and bow. Does he know about the podcast? Uh, he said he's going to start listening to podcasts and I told him that I'd get him hooked up with this one. I told yeah. him to look into it. Oh, tell him to, start, him to start it with this one. <laughs> yeah welcome to the shit show sir welcome to the shit show. <laughs> thank, thank you, you for your service thank buddy. you jeff hell yeah well that's dude that's cool that you know you got involved with like i get like that community is like as a support system I, I can't imagine and you know i can't even imagine like what t-bone's thinking right now yeah you know so, what i mean and that's the cool thing about it is when you go to that event like you're surround a doctor can tell you what they think your prosthetist can tell you what they think but right. when you hear it from someone else that's missing both legs even if it's something you don't want to hear, that's just on a it, totally it, different level. Of it means something totally different. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, yeah, I I always do it. Well, A, because I enjoy it. It doesn't hurt that I'm good at it for whatever, you know, I worked at it to get to this level. Mm-hmm. But there were people that did that 
for me when I first walked in the right. room, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, do you do people openly like can they see out in public do they ask you questions or do you feel like people are like afraid you're going to be offended or of course that's probably more of the reaction right? There, there's a fair amount of people that will always say something i'd say the biggest one i get is strangers walk up and just say hey thank you for your service oh really right. all the time that's yeah. what i did and he's like no let me let me stop you right there <laughs> in, the, in the early days i'd i'd get i don't know why but offended or upset by it then I kind of rerouted my thinking, like, what a fucking compliment that somebody thinks I'm that badass. Like, I, I yeah. wrecked a Ford Transit Connect, one of those little gay things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my story's not that cool. I didn't care, man. I'm, yeah. 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 No. But, so. I mean, you just, people probably just don't know. And yeah, people don't know, and that's that's fine. I understand it. I mean, you look like a badass. I mean. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, you're you rocking the beard. I mean, yeah. What, yeah. what is going off? Is it your phone? I don't know. It's probably uh, Joe Humphreys doing this thing here. Well, those dings are only forgiven if you get a turkey tomorrow. I know. I'm supposed to go turkey hunting with Joe tomorrow, and um, we're working it out. Um, I got a weird question. I love those. Do you? Hit me. So like, you hear a lot of times like people still think they can feel like their feet move. Mm-hmm. Do you have that? Oh, hell yeah. Do you really? I can feel both my feet right now. Can you really? It feels like they're asleep. It feels like they're asleep. Oh, so like, like when you still currently. Yeah, I can still feel them. Yeah, so there's phantom pain and phantom sensation. Okay, is that what um, they call it? Yeah. So think of it like a like your body's nervous system is like a wiring harness. Yeah, goes back to your brain. Yep. You cut all those wires. They all still land up here and go out. So your body just thinks that there's something there, and right. if there's no receptors, it just interprets that as pain. So yeah, I feel my feet as if they're still there right now. They're just asleep. So you know, you like you can try and move them, but you can't. It's weird, but it's like you feel TV static. That's what right. yeah, the yeah. room that's asleep feels like. That's what they feel like. like with the painful part where your legs are like waking, trying to wake back up. So phantom pain, I I don't have that hardly ever anymore. But I know what it was like because I had it in the beginning. Sure. And and it's, like, it's just ridiculously accurate. I, I could grab my wife's foot and like pinch right between two of her toes and say it fucking hurts right here. Like a stabbing pain or a stinging oh. pain. Oh, you can pinpoint it. Yeah, oh yeah. It's like when like you wake I, up in the middle of the night with a fucking calf cramp. Yep, I've never got the phantom pain of cramps, but I've heard of that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. The human that, brain is just doing some wild shit in there. Yep. <laughs> Except for, I've listened to a couple podcasts, you know, with some amputees and stuff, and they're like, yeah, the phantom, the, the feeling is like, you still, like, I still feel like I'm wiggling my toes mm-hmm. or that's wiggling actually, your, your that's, fingers that's and stuff. That's how I got rid of my phantom pain. So when I got out of the hospital, as you can imagine... I was on a lunch bucket of medication. Yeah. Right. It was terrible. And I was on nerve medication for phantom pain. Half those meds I was on before I even woke up from a coma. Mm-hmm. So now I'm already taking them. Well, the people that I work with down in Oklahoma who specialize in this, they've been doing it for, you know, 10, 20 years. I don't even know how long collectively. They gave me all the tips and tricks and I followed their advice. That's the biggest thing is if you can follow someone's advice and be honest about your progress and what you need to do, you can be successful with mm-hmm. toe exercises. I eliminated my phantom pain doing toe exercises. And I asked the guy, like, hey, you know, how do you do that? Because I ain't got no toes. Yeah, just <laughs> try and wiggle. It's just like trying to move your foot when it's asleep. Just wiggle your foot. Try and make a fist with your toes. And I, I'll never forget, I asked the guy, I was like, well, how often do I got to do that? And he said, well, how often did you wiggle your toes when you still had them? I said, well, all the fucking time. He said, exactly. Like, yeah. fuck, okay. Whoa. So I started doing that all the time. I got off all all prescription medications, uh, you know, Around about six, maybe eight months after my accident. That's yeah. awesome. Just by doing that and desensitizing, walking on the ends of my stumps. 
No kidding. Mm-hmm. We got to get you hooked up with Bone for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'd, I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, we need to do that. I'm going to adjust this camera real quick. You're good to keep talking. There's uh, so much, I don't know any other word for it, but ignorance around it, around amputations and amputees, or at least it seems that way to me, even in the hospital. Yeah. When doctors are coming in and they're telling me like, hey, you know, you're going to have hinge type prosthetics and probably two wrist canes to, you'll you'll be walking like no one no one knew. No one told me. Like, you can get on the internet and Google it, YouTube it, and right. you might see a guy that walks like nothing even happened, but you might think that's just a one-off. You might, like, I'm not going to be on that level, but it's possible if you know what you're doing and you're hooked up with the right people. Yeah. Yeah, pull that mic a little closer to you, buddy. Yeah, you can get comfy with it. Sure. Get up is, that, in there. is that comfortable where it's at? Yeah, no, I'm... Cool. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't feel like it's, like, in your face or too far away, you're good. All right. Man, that's yeah. It's so, it's so bizarre. That is bizarre because you you hear about the phantom pain, you know what I mean? But you mm-hmm. never like, I didn't know like in detail like that you would still feel it over. However long, how long has it been? Uh, it's been eight, nine, going on nine years now. See, I figured that would be something just not knowing shit. So it'd it, be something it, that'd go way over like a little while, you know? No, and some people's gets worse. Really? Um, oh yeah, there's people that might be. 20 years post-accident that have terrible phantom pain. Wow. Fuck. That's an, I, I couldn't even wrap my, I can't even wrap my head around it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not, at least it wasn't for me. It's not a constant you're in pain. It feels like this. It kind of comes and goes right. in waves. And if I do get phantom pains a day, it's very rare, maybe every other month. And it, it comes like, Oh fuck. And then you just kind of wiggle your feet like, and son of a bitch, shake it off. And then it's, it's done. It's, it's done. Better. Yeah. Huh. So, so how crazy. long after your accident, you know, he said you got out, it was like November pretty much. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you're motivated to get back and get doing outdoor related things, especially, you know, you love shed hunting. Mm-hmm. You had to have been thinking about that come shed season. I was. So which... I, I grew up in a house where we deer hunt on acreage that is owned by people up near Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And they have bought a little house and 600 acres. And when I was a kid, I w- would mow their lawn because they're not there, take care of their yard and stuff. So in turn, they kind of let us hunt a small portion of their property. So when they're not down, basically, you got the run of the place to go around shed hunting and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I started shed hunting on a four-wheeler. Yeah, make, yeah makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. So, um, And, of course, you're like, man, I wonder what's in that draw. I want to ride in that draw, but I can't. That, that yeah. Thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I did a fair bit of walking. I've walked more for sheds without legs than I ever did with legs. Really? Yeah. I've I've gotten way more passionate about shed hunting, um, mm. way more. And, you know, previously it would be on a four-wheeler, you know, jacking around in the fields or go check the hot spots. But right. I wasn't going to go out and, you know, walk till my muscles burn type mm-hmm. of shit. Today, mm-hmm. oh, I I will, and I do. Is that, <laughs> yeah. just, is that just more of like a challenge thing? Like, like I, I can still do it? That's how it started. It started watch this shit uh, type thing. Yeah, I hold hold my my, beer. Yeah, so (laughs) I have the full length prosthetics and I have my short legs that are called stubbies. These are modified stubbies that I made. But the first time I walked for sheds, I learned a lot. One would be when you're really short and you take small steps, your whole mental grasping of distance is gone. Yeah, because you walk a half hour, you've made it like a hundred yards. So it's right. really easy to get turned around because you think you're somewhere and you're not. When you're walking somewhere, mm. you've walked a million times. It's just a mental fuck, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So the first time I went out, 
we joke around because they're circular. My dad calls them hoof prints because if you see me walk in the mud, they look like horses. Yeah. yeah. So the first Put time. Put horseshoes on them things. The, people don't know if you're there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, public land. The first time I went out, I traced out, you know, the trail I went, and I didn't find anything, but it was cool to walk the hills where I had essentially grown up. And yeah, then my dad yeah. went out there not long after and found a shed on the other side of a deadfall that was like 10 feet from my hoof prints in the creek. Uh-huh. When you're four foot, two inches tall, you cannot see very far at all. Mm-hmm. So when yep. you're that short, you can't see the distance. So the first time I shed hunted walking was in the short legs, and that kind of proved to be not successful. I never found one initially trying on the short legs, so I didn't actively pursue it. Yeah. Be great for mushrooms, though. Closer oh, to the ground. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. It works great for that, yeah. <laughs> close to the ground, you know. Yeah. That's why kids find them all, because they're yeah. down there. That's what yeah. my dad always told me. You're closer to the ground, you should be able to find more than me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I never did, but anyway. Yeah, I guess. Okay, that makes sense. A lot, a lot of things you don't consider until you have to, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So, what's it like going through terrain? There is certain terrain that is absolutely miserable mm-hmm. that you three could walk through like it's it's no big deal that would be tall grass or fucking vines oh uh, when the knee bends it's it's just basically swings on a pendulum mm-hmm. and has hydraulics that control it with a computer microprocessor we can get into all that but it, it needs to swing forward and be planted well if there's the smallest vine wrapped around my toe it's not swinging forward and you got 190 pounds going in that direction, and there's no foot there to catch you. That is just slamming oh, plan. Yeah. So break down how the legs work. There are, and I'll I'll butcher this. I'm not a doctor, but this is my understanding. Your take and on it. Trust us. Everyone listening is going to be like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> hey, all three of us right here are the farthest from a PhD than you can make. Yeah. yeah. So they're uh, microprocessor knees. They're Autobach Geniums is the company. And essentially, in layman's terms, they have a sensor in the toe and the heel and a hydraulic cylinder that all it does is close and give resistance. So when there's pressure on the toe, it knows free swing forward as if you're taking a step. If you can picture walking, mm-hmm. if there's pressure on the heel, it closes that valve down. Because if you watch me walk down a hill or downstairs, you plant the heel and then it bends nice and slow. So they're okay. really, really hard to wrap your brain around and to actually learn how to use them, especially two of them. Mm-hmm. But that's the general process of how they work. Dang. So, okay. So it's got to be like a, your brain is kind of like operating this equation while you're learning to so move each leg. Your brain is learning new legs pretty much. So the the successful protocol that I followed is get out of a wheelchair and throw it away. That is nothing but a gateway to taking the easy route. Right. That's not going to lead you towards being successful. So for a bilateral AK, the best protocol is to ditch your wheelchair, slap on a set of stubbies, and live your life. Don't go to physical therapy and walk on a flat, controlled environment while someone is coaching you. Put on the short legs. You're three feet off the ground. You're not going to get hurt. Just put on the short legs and go live your life. And that's exactly what I did for another five, six, eight months mm-hmm. until I was ready to graduate to full length legs. And everybody's time frame is different. Yeah. But you need to get your balance, your core strength, and be ready to, you know, move up to the big leagues, I guess. And I remember thinking to myself, when I try these out, one of two things is going to happen. One, I'm going to take a few steps. It's going to click in my brain and I'm going to be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. 
or two, it's going to be totally fucked. Yeah. It was totally fucked. <laughs> it was, well, it I was can, nothing that you could ever prepare for or imagine. Yeah. I could, it would make some noise in the mic, but I could take one off. You'd be shocked at how heavy it is. I mean, I don't give a shit. You can do whatever you want. Well, that's why I went out and got a wrench. <laughs> so that he should carry on he, me at all times. So what's sitting here on the table? Those are the so, stubbies, right? Stubbies, yeah. Yeah, those are my ladder climbing stubbies that I made <laughs> with a chainsaw and an old mud tire. For real? Yeah, yeah. That's off of a 44-inch groundhog tire. No and way. Can I pick it up? Yeah, pick it up. Sure. So you can see how it's cut out. It's, it does it's, look like a horse hoof. Though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me look see. It. it is. Oh, that does, yeah. <laughs> it's obnoxious as hell, but I made those out of a pair. So you can see how there's a foam padding that's attached to the white part. Yep. That is one of my original stubby feet that I wore out. Are you selling these? Dream Team, my clinic makes them. I don't sell those, but I will tell anybody how I made them. That is a crude, ugly, function over fashion piece. But I notched that centerpiece out so it can grip the ladder rung of a tree stand. I like that. So I can pull myself up. So I only missed one deer season, and I've been in a tree. That's impressive, man. That's awesome. I love your motivation. So... That is an Autobogenium wow. with an X3 cover and a Triton low-profile split-toe action foot with a 26-millimeter This is the first shell. time I'm working class bow hunter. If this uh, comes out on the video podcast, I'm holding a, a leg. leg. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yep. it is heavier than I thought Hopefully it would he didn't be. step in dog shit before he came here, you know? Probably. He was walking oh, around. Wow. That is a lot heavier than you would think. Yeah. Here, you can stick this in that hole on the top and bend it. That'll give you an huh. idea. What now? Look in the this hole top. here? Yeah. What do I do? Bend it. Pull that wrench back to you. So that's that's oh. how it works. It is. Oh, wow. The fins cool the microprocessor and battery pack that's in there. It has wireless uh, induction charging, like a five-day battery life. They Bluetooth Whoa. my phone so I can check the battery life. I can make minor adjustments on my own, and I can put it in drive mode because I drive with those. I haven't used hand controls since... I started using full-length prosthetics. No kidding. Yeah, because I got a, a truck, a Jeep. I drive the wife's car. I drive a company vehicle. I drive with my prosthetics. That's it's fucking completely bizarre, Completely safe, legal, and honestly, it's way more natural than uh, yeah. anybody would think. They think it might be hard or they don't want to get rid of hand controls. The first time I drove with them was kind of just... Uh, hey, here's your leg back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the first time I drove with them, I didn't know what it was going to be like. And as soon as I put it in drive mode and got in the truck and went from gas to brake to feel it, it was completely natural. Like, this is amazing. So there was three things that I Prior wanted relief. to do. Well, I hadn't drove with my legs in a long time. And hand controls, they're cool the first time you use them because you feel like you're in a go-kart. Yeah. But uh, So it was like down for gas and forward for brake. And it's on a, a D angle, so you can still power brake and do goofy stuff like that. Yeah. But the first time I drove with my legs was the first time I could drive and have, like, a free hand. Right. Mm-hmm. So There's three things that I wanted to go do, and I wanted to pull forward in a drive through while I got out my money. <laughs> and then I wanted to eat a big-ass messy sandwich while I was driving down the road. <laughs> and then because I was still a young, dumb kid, I wanted to go out on a back road and lay a big old posse burnout yep. trying to shove my foot through the floorboard. That's and right. I did all three of those in about 45 minutes. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He did, he did yep. a burnout so, eating a sandwich and fucking yeah. so, talking uh, on the phone. The day I did it, I texted a picture of that back road with that big ass sliding posse 
um, to my leg guy, my hookup down in Oklahoma, my contact. <laughs> my I leg guy. Him, I texted him a picture of my leg guy, and I was like, hey, I took the hand control out of my truck. And I, he asked, you know, I want to make a post about it. Send me some selfies, pictures of you using it. So I sent him all that. And then he made a post. <laughs> just you burning them up? No, there was nothing, none of that. It was just me using my prosthetics to drive. And then he made a post, and he posted the burnout picture, uh-huh. just the road. And he said, this is like Hayden Bailey's celebratory picture, having a free hand to take a picture while he's driving. And I sent him a text, and I was like, dude, I was taking a picture of those slicks like that I had just laid <laughs> 30 seconds before. You know, He had no idea. That was, uh, that was funny. That's pretty That's badass. Awesome. <laughs> They, I love that. Like, you're just like throw that wheelchair away and just. It was uh, it. it was it was their advice. I mean, they said this is what it's going to take, and I. Let me put my leg on real. Quick. Yeah, put your leg you, on. You guys can <laughs> put your leg. Put so, Eric, leg this is a, a working class bow hunter. First, we're glad to have you, Mister Limloss Boss. Yeah. For, like you said, first time we ever got to hold a leg in the in the first on TikTok the podcast. Famous person we've ever had on the podcast. That's true. That's Specifically, true. TikTok. Famous. Yep. Judd's got Mountain Dews. We got a bunch, yep. Good to see you, Judd. Yeah, it's good to be here. Good to always, have you back always. in. Good to have you back in. We got a working class on DeerCast episode. A week from today? Yeah, by the time, you know, launching. Podcast not, land. Yeah, podcast land. You never know when things are going to launch. Yep. But yeah, we'll be seeing you a lot. Your leg back on? Yeah, where were we? Tick ass, man. That's it's. I appreciate you, like, showing us all this stuff. It's cool how open you are about it, right? Because... There's probably people who need to see it. You're mm-hmm. helping. You're helping people probably more than you, you know. You know you're helping people, mm-hmm. but yeah. probably helping more people than you actually know you. Are. That, it's an interesting topic, and I mean, there's a lot of people out there too that probably wouldn't even talk about. It. They wear jeans all the time and some yeah. regular looking that's, shoes. Uh, you wouldn't even know. That's my veteran shout out. That dude was wearing jeans. Really? Yep. He was wearing the jeans, and he didn't own a set of the short leg, the stubbies. And during life camp every year at the end of it, we go for a big hike in the mountains mm. as like a, a group of 20, 30 bilateral above knee amputees hiking through the mountains is really, really cool. Yeah. But he didn't have any short legs. And he, you know, a couple of days into it, like I said, he's really modest, shy, wore jeans. And uh, I gave him a set of the stubby feet, and he had never used them. And he said, he said when... I first met him. You're not going to get me to wear those, and, mm-hmm. and I'm cocky as hell. And I was like, I am going to get you. <laughs> hey, <yeah. laughs> and the very, very last uh, last day when we went on that hike, I had to do some convincing. But eventually, he said, "Fuck it," and slapped on the shorties, and we rocked this mountain and man. went for Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I love them. I use them all the time at home. Yeah, all like your they, TikTok videos, you got them on and stuff. Yeah, and I have a ton of people like they don't see my other videos and they say, "Oh, you should try the tall ones." Like I got the tall ones. Well, you only post in the short ones. Well, that's because that's when I'm at home hanging out and right. have a second to post like i have yeah. a totally it looks like normal you, life yeah dude i think it's cool so, we, we definitely we got to get you hooked up with bone man yeah uh, i would love to do you that. know and i don't know what what t-bone's mindset is you know i've talked to him a little bit and stuff but i don't know where he's at right but i know no matter where he's at you've been through it and you can help him mm-hmm. times two so times, times two. two yeah <laughs> that's right so yeah. we'll, we'll definitely make that connection sure um and because dude i can you imagine you know, he, he's no. going to need some help. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll tell him everything I know and help him any way I can. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So let's talk about getting back in the outdoors, man. You know, you said you only missed one season, which is incredible. Uh, so good for you on that. One season. Uh, yeah. And then I went out. Our area has been incredibly overhunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a good population where 
you know, 15 years ago when I was still in Boy Scouts, me and dad leaving around five, six o'clock at night in the fall, you'd see 20, 30 deer in a herd out in the field. Yep. That was no big deal. Mm-hmm. Now it is shocking to see like five does. Yeah. So it's incredibly overhunted. The Central pressure. Illinois, Illinois in general is getting tough. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It is. It is. Everybody thinks they're going to come to Illinois and run into a lease. And man, I got to watch Pike County get bombed out, and that was yeah. Because you were, um, you were. Did you live in Pike County for a little bit? No, that's where my mom's family's from. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, who? Jer, uh, Jeremy Beck said he's like, I would not want to try and get ground in Illinois. No, you know, he's from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and he just from talking to us and him being down here and stuff. He's like, no thanks. Yeah, wouldn't even try it. But it, it's. People that don't live here don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't see it. Mm-hmm. They just think, I'm going to go to Illinois. Yeah. So our area got so overhunted, and it's not a huge chunk of timber. It might be, I live right on the river, mm-hmm. just north of Peoria. Yeah, the Illinois so, River. Yeah. So there's, I mean, maybe a mile bluff of timber before it just hits the abyss of corn and then the river. So yeah. once you overhunt that, and the hunting pressure is terrible. So I only shotgun hunt right now. There's so many people in the woods. I'm just happy to get out there. But yeah, so For anyways, sure. I missed one season. Thanks, Bell Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh then went back out and I've been both shotgun and muzzleloader ever since. It's awesome. This year is the first year that I have tagged out. Congratulations. Since, uh, since I lost my legs. No kidding. Mm-hmm. So you're up in tree stands just like normal and everything. Yep. I'm just short. Just short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what's the, when you go to hang a stand, a hang on, and I want to talk about you tagging out this year too, but mm-hmm. um, I got sidetracked on like getting into a stand. Do you hang, do you do hang, hang ons, ladder stands? What's your preferred ladder stand? Ladder stands. Ladder stands and in a typical buddy stand or what's called a big man stand, mm-hmm. because I'm so short, I can sit sideways and have my legs propped up like I'm sitting on a couch. Oh yeah. That's the most comfortable. <laughs> and, then, and then your backrest is now my armrest. Right, and it is the most comfortable thing in the world to oh, be a yeah. legless man in a tree stand is a gift. <laughs> well, okay, I see what you're getting at. God damn it! Didn't I, even think about it. No, well, well fuck me. So, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, it makes sense. I mean, when I was a little kid, I used to lay down on those things and take naps, mm-hmm. right? you know, like a buddy oh, stand. That or was like our our thing because we we're the kind of people that we get out in the woods easily an hour before light, an hour before shooting time, legal. Shooting oh, for time. sure. So that was it. That was get out there, go to the stand, take cross your snooze. arms, put it on the shooting rail, put your forehead down, yep. take a snooze, not tethered to the tree, no nothing, yeah. just sleeping in a fucking tree. Yeah. Get your feet off the ground. Stupid. Unsafe as hell. Yeah. yeah, until the internet came along and told us we had to be safe. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was a uh, uh, ladder stands is my go-to. Yeah. Pretty damn cool. Well, okay. That makes sense, especially like with... For the way you have those cut out for the ladder runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these deer, man, coming in. I mean, the first I, one. Whatever. I have shot uh, one little six-point buck mm-hmm. and then uh, just a fistful of does. Since I lost my legs, that has been my hunting career. But this year, the herd is kind of coming back, and I've had such a dry spell where I ate tag soup. I will get three tags a year, mm-hmm. and I have probably killed three deer up until this last year. Mm-hmm. The side of my garage fridge is just a stack of tags. So yeah, just sticking them on there. Yeah, just keep uh, them. Yeah. Um, we, we try not to kill healthy does. We're trying to do our part, even though it's two hunters against everyone else. Yeah. Right. Um, 
We try not to kill healthy does. If we see fawns, you know, obviously a button buck first. But I've eaten so much tag soup this year. I just said or this, this last year. I said like I'm, I'm getting it done. If they come out, I'm getting it done. Something's so gonna happen during shotgun season. I carry a 870 youth 20 gauge. That's yeah. the only thing I've ever hunted with because it's a smaller gun. You can get through some stuff. Yeah, I had a pair of twin fawns that tried to fucking snort me and i just said you're done they were behind me in the thicket i couldn't even see them i'm just sitting it was about i don't know half hour before dark and i just heard and i'm like god damn it what was that mm-hmm. so i'm trying to turn around and i can't see them but i can hear them like they're only 40 yards away and i'm like god it's Get right there. and i kid you not they just huffed at me every 20 seconds for five minutes straight yeah and then one of them took like five steps and I saw it and I'm like, crosshairs, you're done. Yeah. Boom. And I had, <laughs> I had a shotgun tag. I could see that it was antlerless. I had a shotgun tag and a bonus antlerless only. I shot that one immediately dropped the twin, ran out into the food plot, took a right, took another right, right in front of me, stop. I tagged out. I'm done. I was the happiest <laughs> guy ever. Like, so that, that tells me from I uh, I don't know, ethical point of view, just trying to justify it to myself. Like I just left a healthy doe out there who's known to have twins. twins. All, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, all I did was hey, say for, you, the, for the record, you don't need to justify it. I will just because that's me, I guess. Yeah. And I never <laughs> shut up. So if I think about a point, like I want to say it, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I get, I get why you made the point. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to contradict that point. Cause my muzzle loader deer was a fat doe. Yeah. And I mean, she had a head <laughs> like a cow. So it was, a uh, it was Sunday. It was, she the was last day. Good. She was, yeah, she was so fat, she did not leave a blood trail, and I double-lunged her. Really? Yep. So she came out like 10 (laughs) minutes before shooting time, and I was hunting in a fence row. She came out in the field. It's funny because I always have things in my head of how things are going to go. How they should play out. And then my dad is like, keep an eye on this bedding area because they come out of here, you know, all the time. Every time I've hunted there, they come out of this bedding area. Well, I'm looking at it on Onyx Hunt, and I've never shed hunted that spot. I don't know there's a bedding area there. As far as I know, it's a drop-off. Mm-hmm. That's the furthest thing from my mind. I'm looking to the right where the field goes down because every year when they turn around, they leave some crops, and I've had trail cams there. I see the deer come out. I just have my eyes on that. Check my phone, looking down, looking down, looking down. That's and the then point. I you tell up, your daddy's full of shit. I look up and there's like five does at 50 yards that just come out of that fucking bedding area. And I'm like, God damn it, this is it. <laughs> well, as soon as I look up, I'm in a fence row and they're not far away. They saw me and they started kind of trotting, like not full on running, but not yeah. walking either. They started the trot and I just put the crosshairs on a big doe on the backside of it. And as soon as she got right there, pow, and she took off, smoke clears. It was muddy as hell, which sucks walking in those <laughs> in mud. Oh yeah, probably just slipping and sliding. Yeah. And so I went straight out to where tracks she was. on them things, man. I found the the wad from the shotgun shell. I knew I was going in line. I found her tracks, and I'm a I don't know. I haven't tracked many deer, but especially being in the short legs, like if I'm tracking a deer, I am droplet for droplet trying to just figure out what happened here. And yeah. I probably found. Four droplets of blood following her hoof prints for 80 yards before she hit the timber. And I'm like, I, I gut shot her. You know, this isn't good. I was upset with myself. Of course, like, yeah. This is not good. As soon as I got to the timber where she went through the brush, I saw like that swath down the side. And I was like, okay, something happened here. Mm-hmm. By that point, it's dark. It takes a long time to cover distance with those short things. Yeah. And I saw where she started to go down the hill and there was like a spray. And I'm like, okay, something's happening here. 
And then she bounced off of an oak tree like she was losing her balance. Went down in one of the deepest, deepest draws. Oh, shit. Pretty usual. Yeah, pretty usual. Ended up in the creek bed, in the water. But I double-lunged her, and she was running, hauling the mail downhill. She made it that far. And did not spray a bit. Crazy. She was so fat. She was so fat. It sealed itself back up on the entrance and exit. She didn't lose any blood. (laughs) She's just fat bastard over here. When we went to dress her, you cut her, and it just poured out like a five-gallon bucket of blood. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All stayed inside of her. No kidding. Yep. Big old nanny. Big old though. Yeah, we call him uh, ever since Mark Reif, early in the WCB library. Called them na- big doze nannies. <laughs> We've called them that pretty ever much since. ever since. Yeah, yeah. or uh, we got Slickhead from T Bone. Yep. Slickhead, I love calling them Slickhead. Slickhead's the yeah. best. And then uh, me and my buddy Tyler call them bopping bitches sometimes. Big, <laughs> big old bopping bitch. Yep. So bless their hearts. And big uh, old does man. Up. What is it? Unmarked unit. Who said that? Pike County Trophy Doe Hunters. That was him. <laughs> <laughs> Unmarked that unit. That was him. Yep. Unmarked unit. I forgot about that one. Pretty hilarious. That is pretty funny. That's a good word. Dude, have them boys probably back in. That, yeah, that was a good sure. time. Yeah. Just straight humor and good times right there. Unmarked unit. <laughs> That's hilarious. They, he's never, he hasn't been to the studio, the new studio yet. No, he was at, he was at your house last time. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah, the studio used to be at my house. Yeah. So now we actually have room to do this shit. Well, we, we, we never really had room before this place. Well, I remember hearing one of the podcasts where you're like, you can hear my kid in the other room freaking out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is a dedicated zone for yeah. everything. Yep. Well, it was. Place. But now we can do whatever we want, you know? Sure. Yeah. I guess. Within reason. Within reason. Yeah, within reason. But dude, I love that, though, man, that you still like get out and do that. Like, I love, I think the first video I ever saw was you walking and like you're shed hunting and then showing that you're in like your prosthetics walking. I'm like, damn. That's pretty hardcore. So it started four years ago. I had a, oh, I want to shout out to a buddy, Jim Hughes. Mm-hmm. Is a, He's a Jim Hughes antler carver. He carves antlers. He moved from Illinois down to Missouri. Mm-hmm. He is like the epitome of an outdoorsman. He knows everything. If you have a question about something, I mean, he probably knows like under the shade of a bur oak, you can find this plant that only grows in this region. Like he just knows everything. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. So when he moved away, I was talking to him about shed hunting, and I wanted to try and walk, and in my full length prosthetics, and it clicked in his head, and we started talking, and he was like, "Dude, I don't live there anymore. I can tell you all of my old public hotspots." Mm. So yeah, he. Uh, I'm glad I called that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, he he clued me in on some really really good spots, and he knew my situation. He's known me a long time, and he told me like, "This is easy walking for you. This is going to be a bitch. You know, check this spot. I haven't been here ten years, but it used to be scale good. one to bitch. Break down each spot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he can, he could bring up like a map. I'll send him a map. Like, hey, have you ever shut on here? Yep. Where, where's the good, like, it's probably cheating, but where's the good spots to check? And he'll bring oh, it up on his phone and, like, highlight, they bet here, this is a south-facing hillside. And I'm like, hell yeah. So I know exactly where yeah, I'm going when yeah. I get out there. That don't, that's not so, cheating. That's efficient. Yeah. He told me a spot to check, and I Cheating is shed traps. That's mm-hmm. cheating. That's yeah. cheating. So the first one I found was actually the first time I went out in my full-length legs. And I went to this public spot, and I started walking. The ground was froze. There was a little bit of snow. Shed hunting works well for me because there's no vegetation. The ground's froze. That's just as easy walking as you can get. And I didn't walk, I don't know, 150 yards, and I found a fresh drop of a healthy eight-point side. And I I recorded it. It was my first video post as a legless shed hunter. And that moment 
was like the turning point of, I would say in my whole situation, like full circle, Mm -hmm. like I, I can do it. I can, I can do the things I used to do. This is fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I might have I might have found like five or six that year. Some of them from the truck and the jeep and driving yeah. around and stuff. But that was the moment of a the first time I started looking on public ground, and b walking on the full length legs and trying to take advantage of that because you can cover so much more ground. Oh yeah, and I can you can only see imagine. so much further at like five ten versus four foot two. Do you ever think about getting like? 10 foot tall prosthetics. Just so <laughs> that, would, that would be cool. I've had, that's probably the <laughs> biggest thing on TikTok is everybody's like, man, if I was you, I'd be as tall as I could. And I've made a couple videos about it. Like, guess what? You can, you can wear stilts to work. No one's going to stop you. Like you can, <laughs> you can go get stilettos and wear eight inch high heels. Why wouldn't you do that? Oh, cause it's going to make everything harder. Same principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The prosthetics are set up <laughs> by someone who knows what they're doing to make you as efficient as possible. Right. right. Yeah. I, I could be seven foot tall. This is, this is actually, cause I have long residual limbs. This is about as short as you can be. Oh really? Yep. And that's because I can still drive a vehicle with a seat all the way back. My right limb is the perfect length to go from gas to brake. I don't want to be any taller or it would make driving difficult. Mm, okay. Yeah. So much to think about Yeah, that you wouldn't even yeah. think about. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Right. It does. There's so much to think about that you would never think about thinking about. Yeah. Right. and it's right. just, What do you think about, just, Judd? <laughs> what do I think? I've been thinking about, I think you mentioned this one time, but like <laughs> the microprocessors in that thing, is there like a default setting that they had those on when you were learning to use them and then they programmed them to you? They get programmed to you before you try and walk. And right. then as you walk, like they, they, they can put in basically, you know, patient weighs X amount mm-hmm. and they have to align it is one of the big crucial things. They have to align it. So you can see the top of that stubby foot. Mm-hmm. That's called a pyramid. There's one of those on my foot. There's one of those on the knee. And the sensor down here has to work in tune with that computer. So if you put the toe up, it's not going to trigger at the right time. If you put the toe down, it's not going to trigger. And if you think you have two of those, you can change that positioning like 5,000 different ways. And I can't walk for shit. When the alignment alignment is fine-tuned and you get to that magic point and then get on the computer and program it and you're set up, dude, it is like walking on a cloud. Really? Oh, it's amazing. It really is. Wow. So what you they set it up the way they think that you want. They get it aligned so you're comfortable. And then as you walk, they tune the settings and get it set up. And then, like I said, I can Bluetooth on my phone and change a couple minor settings and stuff that yeah. I can get to. Yeah, I might ask a question. This might be really dumb, but I'm asking it. Those are good, too. I like all those. You know when you see people running with prosthetics, they have, like, those half-curved, like, yeah, bouncy things. Yeah, the Oscar Pistorius ones. Yeah, whatever yeah. the hell they are. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about something like that, or is that just not so, work? It was when I was going down to Oklahoma the first time to get prosthetics from these people. It was during something called uh, the, I don't remember butcher the name, the Endurance Games or something like that. It's like a step below the Paralympics. Mm -hmm. And since my leg guy down there is so well connected, like he has athletes that he treats that are competing in this and people that are actually in the Paralympics. And here's little old me down there getting a set of legs made. And he's like, hey, you know, you're going to run the 100 meter. What? He's like, yeah. You know, we're not going to give you full length, fancy springs and hydraulic knees to return. Like you're not, you're just going to run and these will get you set up, but it's, it'd be good for you. It'd be mm-hmm. good for you. So I swam a couple events and uh, it was probably eight or 10 months after my accident. I ran the hundred meter dash 
And wow, I had two guys <laughs> in my heat that fell and ate shit, and I still came in last place. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, no, it was, ju- it. it was just yeah, like a make it, it to the finish line thing. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I could run 100 meters right now. Hey, I could do <laughs> it. I guarantee you'd beat me right now. Oh, for sure. I, uh, <laughs> I have tried the blades, and that is a crazy sensation to feel that spring return. I bet it bounciness. is. Bounciness. You just see people hauling ass at them, and you're like, wow, that wonder what that's like. You oh, know? they can be fast. I've I've seen some people that easily outrun like a legged athlete. I believe well, that. Well, that Oscar Pistorius guy, he was competing in the Olympics, wasn't he? Do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard, I've heard the name, he, but I he, don't know. He was a South African dude, and he ended up killing his wife, and there's a whole thing. But oh, well, I do remember right. that story now. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah like that's a, how I know his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his wife. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, he had now those, those great those springy legs, and like he was competing against people that. You know, just had regular legs, I guess. And, yeah. And everybody's like, no, that gives an advantage. He's like, it really does. And they went through the whole thing and then didn't matter because he killed his wife. I remember this now. <laughs> now that you bring it up. <laughs> All right. That took a turn. Right. <laughs> Sorry to bring it down. No, yeah. no. I'd uh, add some flavor to it. I like it, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah. So I have I have tried the blades, yes. Okay. That's cool. I've, I've that always cool. said, like, I didn't run before I lost my legs. Chances are I'm not going to pick it up now as a hobby. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> well, I mean, but... Hey, but you I never mean, know. Yeah, I would. Hey, I, I just turned 30. Let's start my running phase. Well, I could see how it would make someone like just out of the pure motivation to do it type thing. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, well, and I have two buddies that go to that clinic that have ran like half marathons. One of the guys actually works amazing. at the clinic. He's missing both his legs just like me, and he works at Dream Team Prosthetics, building prosthetics. Mm-hmm. He gets to awesome. use his legs on like the foot pedals. and. No run, kidding. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you another question, then I want to get back to shed antlers here. Sure. Uh, I'm, a, I'm actually going to ask two questions. All right. Well, well, hurry up. I got questions. Well, you have questions, too? <laughs> yep. Okay, well, then we might have a few questions before we sure. get to shed antlers. Judd, feel free. Um, we're about to bombard you. First question <laughs> is, is it common when you're around other people that are that have prosthetics, is it common conversation that you guys talk about how you guys lost a limb or whatever? If you're around, yeah, and I'll try not to come to every question with like a funny story, but, but I do have one. But that's that would, okay though. But yeah, if you like if funny. you see somebody without a leg, then yeah, like hey, you know what happened? That's my first question. What happened, man? Mm-hmm. I'm not bashful about it. Right. I'm assuming somebody that has legs, like an able-bodied person, isn't going to be as comfortable to walk up. But me, I got the golden ticket. I'll bug you. Like, what's your story? Yeah. The one time I was on my prosthetics walking out of the restaurant held the door for a guy that was missing one leg and he didn't have a prosthetic. He just had his pant leg sewed up on crutches. And it was like, Hey man, what's up? You know, how'd you lose your leg? And he said, Oh, I lost my leg in a home invasion. And I was like, Oh, that's crazy. You know, Hey, have a good dinner. And then we left, we got in the car and I started laughing like, hold on. He didn't say which side of the home evasion he was on. <laughs> like, Wait, like, time out. I need the whole story on this. Yeah, you like run back in. Was him. someone robbing you, or were you trying to break in? Were the house Got shot. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of funny. But <laughs> oh wow, that's that pretty, is pretty common practice to ask that question. Or at least I do. But I'm really yeah. open about all of it. Well, if you had to gauge, like, out of people you run into, what percentage are like willing to tell you, and what percentage are like, nah, I don't want to talk about it. Uh. I don't think I've ever had somebody say they didn't want to talk about wow, it. Wow, really? What's interesting is a, trying to factor the percentages of how people lost limbs and what's the most common cause. Oh, yeah. What is? What's the most? You got a guess? Augers. Ooh. Um, I knew a kid in high school that lost his leg to an auger. Work accent. PTO shafts? <laughs> this is Same the thing. working class podcast. Wonderful. Trains. 
Holy shit, train yeah, jumping. I would never have guessed that. Like, not train jumping, but like falling asleep on the train tracks. Or I know a guy that worked at a steel mill that somebody sent it down the wrong rail and it just hopped him. Oh, oh my trains God. Trains would probably be the most common of the people that I've talked to. Wow. Train, trains and then like the basics, car wrecks, and then there's always service members and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. Trains. trains are I figured we never guessed I, that. I figured farm incident related PTO shafts, augers. I know a guy uh, that was running he calls it a corn picker he's from out east out you know we just call them combines i guess yeah but he was running an antique combine which were corn pickers back in the day corn picker yeah and he was in front of it um and his name's joey mccorkle and he lives out east and he was in front of it trying to clean it out with a stick or something mm. and it, it kicked on or something and it yep. ended up just Ooh, eating right in into the head him. he was he was uh completely awake and conscious no all of that we have a local guy around us that he got he was younger corn picker below the knee took it off and he actually set forms for foundations for like 40 years yeah no kidding yeah that's great joey that's mccorkle a- that was his accident might have been two years ago dude that guy is <laughs> honestly when i go down to oklahoma to the clinic before Joey came along, I was I was the hillbilly. I was the redneck. I was the one going out hunting. Like, there's another guy. Uh, oh, thank God for Joey McCorkle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Wells lives down in Louisiana, and he's going out in his stubbies, squirrel hunting and stuff, and he hunts. So, I mean, they treat people that hunt. But Joey McCorkle is one of those guys, like, is he awake and is he not at work on the clock? He's hunting something. Really? Oh, dude. And they, they hunt deer out there. Like, it's nothing that I've ever heard of. Like they can run dogs, dogs, yeah, and right. pile landowner tags. They can run dogs and shoot like twelve deer with double up buck, and then just put them all in the bed of a truck. He's texting me pictures. Yeah, I'm like, dude, that's a big that's cultural a thing. Here. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, that yeah. Is crazy. It's a yeah. big cultural thing down there. It dogs, is for sure. Yeah, so he's a hunting son of a bitch. Interesting. That breakdown percentage of how like the that that's I I would Midwest working class. We yeah. all went mm-hmm. farm. Yep. You Trains know. is far more common than I ever would have guessed. So. Wow. That's insane. That five is five minutes of the segment from one little question. What's the next one? S- second question. Um, do you now have a foot fetish? <laughs> no. No. And I'm That's glad my wife question. didn't have one when I met her. <laughs> no, I don't have a foot fetish, but I will say. I'm, You're not like licking your wife's toes and shit? <laughs> no. No. No, I don't think she'd let me if I wanted to. <laughs> um, no, but I do notice like everyone else's legs. Like if I see somebody walking kind of funny. I'm like nice to, legs? No, I'm trying to eyeball him. Like has he got a fake leg? Has he got a prosthetic? Oh, yeah. yeah. Always trying to clue in on when that. When someone's like in crutches because they hurt their, they sprain their ankle, are you like, you bitch? I will talk so much shit. He's just like coworkers. <laughs> with uh, like coworkers or somebody's like got the boot on or whatever. Yeah. I sprained my I, ankle this weekend. I work with this kid McCabe that like got kicked in the leg by a horse or a bull or something because he does farming shit. And he was telling me, "Well, I got a bum. Fuck you. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> I got two. <laughs> yeah, yeah." <laughs> Okay, I I, th- I just thought of one more question, then Eric, you can ask Go your ahead. questions. And Judd, feel free. We're having question hour. This is uh, <laughs> yeah, this is Q and A Q&A hour here on the podcast. I've not, I don't think I've ever bombarded somebody with so many just blunt questions. Because we don't know. That's why we have so many questions. Oh yeah, I, I mean, love it. It's it's organic. Um, are you tired of Forrest Gump jokes? <laughs> no, not really. I don't get tired of the jokes. People are getting their enjoyment. That was one of my questions. I'm like, how many Lieutenant Dan questions do you get? So, and every single person that's 
says or comments on TikTok, whatever, Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. Oh, that's yeah. kind of fucked they, up. That's the first time they've ever said that. Like, you're getting enjoyment out of that. I'm here to have fun. That's great. But right. you're also like number 11,562. Yeah, so not original. Not original. I've heard yeah. it before. I've heard oh, Lieutenant Dan, Patrick Starr, uh, Cotton Hill. Cotton that's a Hill. big one. Yeah, yeah, Cotton Hill. I don't know that one. You don't know that one? Oh, from you never watched King of the Hill? Hank Hill's dad, Cotton Hill. Kurt oh, hasn't seen anything. I, I, I've watched that. I just I, got, for, I forgot about shins that. Blown off. Yeah. I forgot about that. Kill Fitty Man. I forgot about that. <laughs> I've had so many people on TikTok ask me, like, say I killed Fitty Man, just because that's the famous <laughs> line from that guy. Uh, damn. But yeah, how pissed would you be if I pulled a joke on you and just named the title of this podcast Lieutenant Dan? I'd let you. I, I would I'd never you. do that to he you. He doesn't man. give a fuck. I would never do that to you. Yeah. No, I was I was designed mentally to make the most of this situation because I just don't give a shit. And I, I yeah. make the light of all of it. I think it's right. all hilarious. Well, you probably so, beat so the awesome. fuck out of half people well, on some, TikTok that some, are of, shit. some of the best TikToks are just funny stuff or stuff that takes people by awe. I have one yeah. video that I will say, like, I've got a fistful of them over a million. One, my biggest video. That's impressive. Dude, like 32 million in two weeks. What? Yeah. 32 million? 32 million in like two weeks time. I did the math because you can get your analytics and look at the view time. Yeah. I did the math on the view time. In two weeks, I ate the time of two working men's full career from start to retirement. <laughs> if, you, if you did the math on like the work hours, dude, I figured that out. I got guilty. Like that's how much time I stole from the world that they were not productive people. <laughs> no, watching no. my stupid ass no. videos. Was that one of those videos too where you're like, this ain't gonna do shit. You know, who's... it was one of them that I randomly posted, and it was funny. They actually took it down, like thirty seconds did, after China I posted hates it. People with disabilities, and then I had to appeal it, and they reinstated it. And <laughs> I had woke to appeal up it, like, like you're in court. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it was. Uh, it doesn't. Sh it shows her shoulder, but it's my daughter in the bath, and kids have bath crayons. And there's a little house oh, drawn on the side one. of the tub. There's a house drawn on the side of the tub, and two stick figures. And I'm like, who's that, mommy? And I said, who's next to mommy? And then she's silent. And I turn the phone around to me and I say, you know, now I got to wait for her drawing skills to improve to figure out who that dude with legs is. And then I zoom out because it ain't dad. And uh, they took that video down initially for like child endangerment. Child oh, geez, fuck off. Stupid. And I appealed it and they, whatever, said, okay, we reviewed it and it's fine. And that video blew up. And it's, it's the funniest shit I've ever it's seen. It's gone ever. Oh, so, like, yeah. Those are the ones. It's just stupid shit that pops up. I got to go head. through. I got to go through your videos on TikTok. I hope you pro with the numbers you have on your TikTok, <laughs> you probably won't see a difference from this podcast because your numbers are so big. But I hope this episode just sure. improves your TikTok numbers. I'm just, just a here to have like, fun and educate people and tell people about you know my story and what's possible. We're banned people. on TikTok for the rest of the month. Oh, dude, that sucks. Yeah. So when we get back on, you have to. I'll, I'll have to cut out a clip of this so you can put on your TikTok to give us some win <laughs> oh, loss yeah. boss clout. Stare right at the camera. TikTok, please stop taking down quality content. It's just, hey, there's just, just deer in it. That's it. There's just deer. They don't show dead deer. Um, antlers. We've never showed. They took down my first video holding a shed antler. I believe that. I've had. Oh, most of our videos are clean. Like if there's a blood splatter from an entry and exit hole, I try to cut that out. Um, I had a, I post a video of creepy. It's just basically me appreciating this deer I shot, holding a dead deer. It, it's, but it's, it's, but it's clean. It's not. There's nothing gruesome in it. Mm -hmm. And in an hour, it had almost a hundred thousand views, and then boom, gone. Gone. Community guidelines. So I posted a so stupid. actually the one that got us banned. I posted a montage of like us because it's been a little over a year since we 
uh, um, bought this building and we're buying all the building material. So it shows me, Eric and Scotty and a bunch of the guys and Judd um, and Nick all it's you guys cutting the butcher block and us buying the butcher yep. block. And then there's like deer heads in the background while we're doing shit. And that's what got us banned. Have you ever tried to appeal it? I've tried to appeal. I did, but I figured they're just Chinese pieces of shit and then don't like us. So I will. And I I only say that. And I don't, nothing against Chinese people, but they don't understand China TikTok runners don't understand American culture and deer hunting. Every time I do it, I'm like, deer hunting is a very strong part of American culture where we're from. That's how I try to do it because I figured they don't. I try and tread lightly because I'm scared to death to lose my account. You got more to lose. Yeah. So I mean, we ain't got shit. We have we have seventeen thousand followers. You're over half a million. Well, I'll I'll make my own post too. Everybody should go follow the Working Class Bowhunter podcast and tune in because it's awesome. Bingo, bingo. I've been telling people that for I'll like a that month. I'll cut that clip right there. <laughs> can we get, can we get people, you like doing a cartwheel in the studio or something? <laughs> I've been telling people for like a month, like, you guys need to check these dudes out. You got to make a TikTok they cuss, here. They drink, they're hilarious, they poke fun at one another and fuck around, and they talk about hunting and shit. My buddy, I got a buddy, Will Downripple. I also have to, did you see my video of the Downripple hike? No, I didn't see that one. Oh, all right. So I'm just self-filming as I'm shed hunting. It's like, man, what a great day for a Downripple hike. What's a Dalrymple hike? Oh, well, it's where you go out shed hunting, but you don't find anything. So at that point, it just becomes a glorified hike. Hey, Dalrymple, what you think about that? Hey, fuck you. Just <laughs> but that's a, that's a Dalrymple hike because he, uh, he successfully gets out shed hunted by a legless dude every year. Damn. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, it's... He's got to feel like a piece of shit for sure. <laughs> That's he, uh, he's, he's one of my best buddies, and he's one of the only people that I will go shed hunting with. Mm-hmm. I prefer to shed hunt alone, but I'll yeah. shed hunt with that man. He came out with me this year to try and help me find the other side of my my big horn, and we were unsuccessful, but we had a good day walking. Dude, you're probably hard as fuck to keep up with. I mean, you have to In be... my short legs, yeah. Okay, maybe I'm wrong here. <laughs> Depends on what, day he's, what legs he's got on that. Yeah, day. definitely. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm assuming you, your whole body physically, are you're probably in much better shape just from your natural getting and operating throughout your day, right? I'm in very good physical shape for operating and getting around my day, yes. And that probably makes you physically more in shape than the rest of the three lard asses sitting at this table. Facts. Because it takes less effort for our fat asses to go from point A to point B. Hey, I threw my Insert. back out tying my shoes one day, okay? <laughs> I sneezed and had a hernia once. I'm just kidding. I didn't have it. Hey, question. Yeah, no. Do you ever have to tie your shoes again? Dude, I tie them when I buy them. And that's it. I don't take my shoes off at home, no. <laughs> Dude, I'd I have to slip off. on Vans on those things and just be rocking. So I am in really, really good shape. You know, functional or fashion. I don't have a six-pack. I'm a normal, average dude. But when it comes to walking and walking on rough terrain, I'll never forget the first time I shed hunted with Will. We went out to where he turkey hunts, and we walked. I track it on my phone. We walked like three and a half, four miles. And at the end of it, I'm like, hell yeah, like this was a hike. This this is good. I'm sweating in my sockets. Like I might have to do some stretches. I'm going to feel this tomorrow. And I asked him, and he's he's a little huskier than me, but he's just an average dude too. And I asked him like, hey, you know, tell me. Give it to me straight. Like, How do you feel about that? Was that – was that an endurance hike? Was that totally normal? Was that, you know, no big deal? Because I didn't know how I stack up as being a full-time prosthetic user. Yeah. What's normal to me is not to him. And he was just like that. 
Well, that was nothing. That was just a little walking park. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, hey, at least now I know. It right. just yeah. takes so much more effort for me to do that. Yeah. But when it comes to shed hunting on the stubbies going through, like, bedding areas and thick brush, dude, I've uh, I found a public spot this year. The first time I walked into it, I found two-year-old antlers. Like, really? I'm just getting where other people aren't. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Carving out tunnels. Where's that public spot at? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Nice. I, I have, hey, that that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Over where it's at. Yeah. I have hunted New I, Hampshire. If, if I had to guess, I probably walked a little over eighty miles this year. Shed wow. Goddamn. Yeah. And I love in, it, man. In, in more than I walk spots, in a year. In public spots from oh shit, Chicago to Springfield. I shed hunted one morning in Missouri. That's badass, dude. If I got a chance, if I got an hour to kill. You're out there. That's that's a half hour of covering ground and trying to see something I haven't seen. I found, I calculated it because I've been thinking about points and how I did this year, what my own statistics were, just breaking it down. I found like eight or nine antlers in the first half hour of a hunt. Well, if that's not motivation to just get out every chance you get. Yeah. Right. To just take a quick walk. And go. Yeah. And yeah. Because you travel a lot for work, correct? That is my benefit. I travel yeah. a lot for work. I start my day super early because I got to work so far away from home. What do you, you want to share what you do for your day yes, job? yes. I love my job. I am, by trade, I'm a union pipe fitter. No shit. Out man. of uh, local 353. I was a year, year and a half Shout out to in. the pipe fitters out there listening. Yep. I was a year, and year and a half in when I lost my legs. And they let me keep going to school, but obviously I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And then I've been working for the same. Yeah, good on them because it'd be fucked if they didn't. <laughs> yeah. you, at least they let you finish out your apprenticeship and everything. Yeah, That's awesome. So, uh, over five years ago, I got hired by the company I work for now, and I travel all over the place doing HVAC, and my big niche is backup power generators. So oh, I travel ass. to work on generators and do all that stuff. So, yeah, in my work travels, it's, uh, man, if I find a public spot on Onyx Hunt between where I'm working and home, mm-hmm. uh, I got a wife and two young kids, so I'm always trying to make them the priority. Of course. Another priority is my mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good for my mental health to go walk for an hour or two before coming home oh, yeah. sometimes. So I've uh I hit it for having two kids that young, my work schedule like just the stars aligned for me to hunt my ass off this year. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's very cool, man. Hey, can you do me a favor? Hmm. I want you to put like fake Sasquatch feet on the bottom of the process. <laughs> hey, you can't tell me you never thought about it. I've thought about it, yeah. I've thought about <laughs> that. I've thought about trying to put deer hoofs on the bottom of them. Like two up to each on yeah, them, something like that, just to look cool. But come on, see if you can get around better. The like that thing. I want. A, I want a Bigfoot craze to just explode through the Midwest. I have. They were in Missouri this morning. I found some in Indiana because you were just traveling for work. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not going to pull off a bank heist. They can just do like footprints, and it's the guy yeah. with no legs. Yeah, yeah. But the Sasquatch thing in public would be pretty. That good. would be. Yeah. <laughs> that would like because they'd blow they, up like fucking crazy. They would immediately here. think like, "Hey, you know, somebody's trying to fake this." Well, the tracks go for four miles. They <laughs> wrap around a circle and come back to the hard road, and we don't know where he went. To, t- <laughs> to tire tracks, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> you driving. Bigfoot tracks. You could have some mountain lion tracks. Yeah. yeah, a mountain lion and a bigfoot walking simultaneously together. We had an actual lion around here. It was insane. An African lion? Yeah. <laughs> He's got all kinds of paw prints. It's fucked up. Bears. But I love it. So let's talk sheds, man. You got a pile of sheds here on the floor. I got a pile of sheds. Unless we're missing a story we need to tell before the sheds. Well, I think we're missing a question. Oh, Eric probably had one. He's going to go pee. He just walks out. What the fuck, so, Eric? I brought antlers that have, you know, a story to tell or 
there's something cool about it mm-hmm. or somebody who actively shed hunts would just like appreciate getting to hold it. Yeah. That first one I brought is a broke off main beam that, I mean, it's got some character to it. It's nothing to write home about, but it's cool. Yeah. I found that on public ground in the middle of March. And that to me is too cool because that means that I'm shed hunting during prime shed season where someone else hasn't been, Yeah, which is a, I'm smart enough to read a map and go there or B I'm putting in more work than other people would. Cause if somebody did shed hunt this, maybe they stopped, you know, three fields ago and just did a mile loop and called it a day. And now yeah. here I am, you know, a mile and a half. That's crazy to break off your beam there, but close to the base. I like that. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a good a, one. That's, that's a, a good find. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> these are from a long time ago. But that's the smallest pair I've ever found. <laughs> and uh, so my dad got me into shed hunting. And we always, every, everybody fucks with everybody in mm-hmm. this culture. We always fuck with one another. You know, you meet back at the four-wheelers. Did you find any? Like, oh, I found a fucking booner set. They're too heavy. I'm not going to carry them back to the yeah. truck or whatever. And I remember I found these side-by-side set, just this tiny little four-corn. I put them in my pocket like, no fucking way. I just found a pocket pair. Yeah. <laughs> so I drove back, and I met up with my pops, and I was like, yeah, I found a pair, just like we always do. And he's like, bullshit, you know? And I was like, no, actually, I fucking did. And I pulled them out of my pocket, like, check that out. So <laughs> That is impressive. That was pretty cool. The pocket pair. What's up with the skull? I found this coal on public land, and the only reason I brought it, so... My dad shot a maybe 150s class 10 point with a muzzle loader mm-hmm. about 10, maybe 12 years ago. We are a huge fan of European mounts. Yeah. So we European mounted it, set it in the basement, and like seven years later, you know when a skull can sit perfectly like this? Seven years later, I bumped it. And when it fell, it shed one side right in front of me. Really? Seven years later. And I'm thinking like, oh, shit, I'm in fucking trouble here. So I'm looking at it, and it legit shed right there. And the other side, you can see the pinhole marks. Like, he was just right on the edge of shedding when my dad shot him. My dad ended up gluing it back on. But anyways, that's just bizarre. Yeah. I found this deadhead on public ground this year, and it's got the pinholes around it. Really? So what I'm doing... And it's getting to the end of season now, but I have one of those uh, like ceramic infrared heaters in my garage. Oh, the pinholes. I see. Yeah. So I am essentially cooking that thing because, you know, when bone gets dehydrated, it comes apart a lot easier. Yep. I'm trying to cook that sucker every year for the rest of my life until those horns shed. Oh, yeah? Because I've tried to yank them off. I've tried to pull on them, and they don't. Kurt, if you pull one of those off right now, you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said if you pull one of them off, I'm leaving. <laughs> but that's just... Give it a little twist. Yeah, I don't care as long as you're not going to break the skull plate, but you can tell if they're going to shed. I mean, it's it's, it's stiff. dirty. No, I, I yanked on it when I found it. But you can see that's the exact markings around the entire outside. Mm-hmm. Impressive. That big one I found this year has that same thing. He, he does? Right before he shed, yeah. How big yeah. was that buck? 88? 188, yeah. Fuck! Okay. That's a giant. Yeah. So that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a good story. That's, that's a, a fun r- one. Rare, random story, but that's yeah. that's my project. I enjoy the show and tell aspect. Yeah, this is fun. It's kind of fun, yeah. This, this is fun. I'm glad I brought a shitload of horns. This is fun. Okay, I see one I like. Well, okay, time out, because he's like, oh, I brought a boatload of horns, and then, what's that? 
Oh, you're going to have to edit that out. Dude, I got what? hit with allergies. So oh, dude, no. good. We're good. Do that. No, and then the you just put these on the table. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, these these aren't what I brought. You I brought found a bottle this year. really want to see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to start with some that my dad found that are just cool to see. Here's one that he wanted me to show off because he found okay. He just found it this year. Okay. And it's just Ooh. it's just an impressive thick mainframe six. And we've oh, got God we've got, damn. Oh, wow. we got pictures of that deer for the past four or five years. Wow. All, That's all a giant six. All he's ever been is a mainframe six. And no we've kidding. never found one of his sheds until now. That's a hammer. That's a that's a hammer six. That's a beer can. Oh, for sure, base. Base hammer. Ne- next one I hand you is gonna be a beer can base. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast. Wanna do a couple of the business plugs real quick old barn taxidermy um turn it into a long-term partner of ours uh don't skimp on taxidermy don't skip on tattoos those are two things i keep related if you spend the money the time the dedication um the taxing time from your family to kill a deer don't get shitty taxidermy just listen to us Go to a quality taxidermist, and if you can, get to Old Barn Taxidermy. And real quick, if they're not local, they got drop-off points. Just check them out online. Ooh, yeah, you can look up all the drop-off points on the mm-hmm. internet. That's right. Good, good plug, Eric. And Trophy Line, trophyline.com. You can use code WCB at trophyline.com to get into one of the mission platforms, the EDP platform, your first saddle setup, an upgraded saddle setup, um, a pack that they offer, accessories for saddle hunting. They have bun- bundles available to get you into it. Check out trophyline.com. Great people. If you want to know about the brand or the people and what they're doing and what they have coming, check out the episode we did, episode 514. Yep. And, uh, man, I think that episode opened up a lot of people's eyes to what yeah. Trophyline is. If you're worried about, like, getting into saddle hunting, they have everything you need. It's, they break down everything. It's so easy. And if you're worried about looking gay in a tree to the deer, well... Get some knee pads. Can't help you there. Well, they got Get some knee pads. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you won't look gay. You probably look great in it. Um, also, Camel Fire. Camel Fire is a very unique website. Uh, we did the episode with Kendall. He kind of breaks down like the brand, the idea of it. It's pretty cool, pretty unique. Um, you can go on there. There's revolving deals with different discounts every day. Every yep, 12 crazy. hours, they like reset or something like that. But I think every day, they reset. So different that's my deals. browser history. So. Yeah. Doug's got to delete them so his future girlfriend can't see what he's buying. Like she, his mom, yeah, basically your mom. <laughs> when you go over, when she cooks you a home cooked meal, and you go over there, she tries to look at your phone, and you don't want to see what you're spending what? your hard earned adult money on. Yeah, it's my money. Piss off. <laughs> <That's> my, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's your money. Spend it how you want to. Camel fire. <laughs> they either hate you us earned it or love us. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Whatever. It's my money. I want it now. I want it. JG Wentworth. <laughs> hey, don't plug them. Oh, sorry. I don't know what that is. He never said that's that where commercial. that commercial comes from. <laughs> it's my money and I want it now. Thermoseat. And we're going to talk about something a little different with Thermoseat. Um, if you go to thermoseat.com, not only do they have hunting stuff, but we're coming into the summer months. Are we in? We are in the, the uh, hot shit months. out. But you can get fishing Thermoseat accessories. Um, and even ice fishing accessories. So right. the spin seat the for bucket buckets. Seat. Yeah. They have fishing cushions, um, heated seats, kneeling pads, um, yeah, ice hole insulators, whatever you need. They have self support series, so bank fishing. They make use it, that at a going to a football game or something. Yeah, Hockey right. game, maybe. Hockey game. What's Doug? up? Um Thermoseat's got a ton. They have 
heated like work mats you can roll out if you're getting on cold garage floors. They have dog beds. They have all sorts of stuff. Like right here, they have a category under garage that you can click on. And there's kneeling pads, insulated body mats, cushion mate. Um, anybody that works on a hard concrete shop floor knows what we're talking about there. Shout out to the mechanics. Shout out to the techs. Um, code WCTS at Thermoseat. And HHA Sports, get on there. Use code WCB15. Get yourself an HHA Tetra, um, single pin site, drop away rest, stabilizers, mm-hmm. and accessories. That's right. I'm um, telling we said, yeah, code WCTS. B15. Back to the episode. Thanks for being here, guys. Sorry about the uh, interruption. We love you. Big six. That's a giant six. I like that. Big sixes are cool. On, on my list. One you have my, to shoot him for sure if you ever seen him. One of my favorite things about the hunting culture with Whitetail is <sighs> nicknames. Everybody has like nicknames. That. Oh, everybody has nicknames for their deer, their sheds they found. So this next one is just called Fatty. Okay. <laughs> Fatty. And uh, Squirrel Patch. What's the saying with Fucking that? Squirrel Patch. Fucking Squirrel, squirrel Patch. God, data Pace. Look at this. Look, wow. at the, look at the B-hole oh, on it, too. B-hole on it? Yeah. Oh you want to talk about mass. This thing's got a B-hole. And I hate... It breaks my heart to even tell you. My dad found the other side of that the next year. And at one point in time, I guess he and I, he decided to sell a few... And he sold the other side of that. Was it untouched? It was unchewed. It was just really faded because it laid out a year. Faded and green, but... Yeah. What's that? Look at the base on that, too. I know. How big was that fucking thing? Dude, I'm so glad I brought these because I could just fantasize about them and hold them and talk about them for so long. I, wow. I think sheds are just a priceless... Quit looking at it. Dude. <laughs> Dana would be... Oh, the beehole. I'll yeah. black the blur that Quit out. looking the at video. the beehole. <laughs> That would make Dana cry. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's a. That's big, insane. That is that is the one we call fatty. Dude, that could be a, like a different year off of the first set I ever found. Really? Yeah. I love it. That's a big deer. Have you, you seen any of these yet? Uh-uh. This uh, this next shed has a story, and if anyone wants to call me a liar, you're a liar. I will not fucking blame you a bit. Oh. <laughs> I won't. I thought you were going to say, I'll fight you. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll just you let you call me a liar. My wife and I found this together. Mm-hmm. This is the only antler that has joint ownership because <laughs> we watched it fall off his head. Really? On May 1st. Wow. Whoa. Yup. May 1st. And I'll, I'll never forget that because it's one of my best friends growing up's birthday. May 1st. We're driving the back roads going home from my dad's house. We see a bachelor group run across the field, and there's a heavy eight out front wearing both sides. And we both just, like, fucking buck. And I'll, I can see it in my head. I wish I had it on film. When he hopped the first ditch on the dirt road, it popped off his head. And then when he bounded again, it popped. It bounced off his haunches. And then he went into the timber, and it landed in the ditch on the other side of the road. And my wife and I were both, she was my girlfriend at the time, just in awe. And... Drove up there, opened the door, you know, glance in the woods, like, did the other side fall off? Grab that fucker, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Yeah, that is, you know, every every hunter is going to have their bucket list items of wow. things, things they want to find, things they want to see. I got to see a deer. I know, it's almost like hey, you had that drop tying or something. This guy said the, the deer herd wasn't that healthy where he's at. 
Dude, yeah, I you guys, to, I beg to differ. They're all malnutrition and, <laughs> and big. No, these are all from the farm in uh, Winchester and Fieldville, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> New Hampshire, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah so, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. That That is my... Whenever you're shed hunting with somebody else, somebody sees it first. Yeah. That is the only antler that I can even think of that has joint, joint ownership. ownership because we both watched it fall off his head. He was super tight too. Like, look at, I bet you was sitting. I got a, one time I was shed hunting, actually on lunch break with a coworker, and I looked over and seen the shed, and I go, "There's a shed," but he was closer to it, and he picked it up, and it was this big six point side, you know, six points on one side. Oh, and he's like looking at, it, and I'm like, "Hey, dude." I spotted Give me it. that antler. That's and, mine. And he did hand it over to me. Mm, but I'm like, hey, there's a shed. And he ran over and grabbed it. And I was like, oh, yank. Like, get away with this. <laughs> you know? But he was cool. Like, he's like, you did see it. Right. All right. So you got a kick out of a broke off main beam? I like yeah. that. All right. What the fuck? You found the, a base? Dude, my <laughs> dad. That's a base and a brow. All these, man. My dad found that in the middle of a picked cornfield. No fucking way. He has better luck than me. He literally stopped the four-wheeler. Wow. He stopped the four-wheeler to take a break and drink a beer. He stopped the four-wheeler. That's a cool find right there, man. We have one picture of that antler, of that deer, and it's during the rain, so he's all wet. And then the picture's kind of blurry, but you can just see that the one side is just brow, and we never knew. Like, did he grow that way? He or broke did that he snap off, it off early. He snapped that's, that off. That's that is, the definition of a broken main beam right there. That is a giant fucking deer that snapped his mane. Early. That That's early. That is Like a, velvet? I mean, I think just it'd be after. Just out of velvet? It'd be after velvet. He got hit by a car or something. Had wild. to have. Something major. That's a thick antler, You know, because usually when you think of broken main beam, you think like halfway up and it snapped off. Yeah, or mm-hmm. just, you know, the fork at the end. The Not at the fucking snap. base. Not at the base of a coat. He got smacked by something. Yeah. Someone shot at him. Hell, if you took this airport, they probably think it's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Uh, Someone tried to poach that deer. Like I said, I'm, I brought in some real once-in-a-lifetime stuff. And we also got, just because we're always out in the woods, my dad found two heads locked up. I found a That's dead head crazy. with a, a muzzy foreblade buried in the brain pocket. No mm-hmm. shit. Um, and one of the craziest ones is we found a dead head. It wasn't like considerable size, so I don't know what you guys do with them. It still had some hair on it. Just chuck it over next to the woods, make sure the squirrels don't get it, but let it rot away the rest of the way. And then sure. if yeah. you come inside or go in a flower garden, well, you know, like coming out of the skull, you'll see tendons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it had been sitting out there for like a year. And I went over to make sure the squirrels weren't chewing on it. And it looked like one of those tendons was sticking right out of the forehead. And I grabbed it, and it's a fucking tine. Oh, really? There, That's probably how he died. There's picture, Yeah, there's pictures of it on a Facebook group. But it's about an inch, inch and a half long fucking antler tine was buried in this thing's forehead. It didn't enter the brain cavity. It just went into the sinuses. But right up front, that oh. is... One of That's the craziest nuts. things ever. I held a shed at the Wisconsin show this year. Do you, I don't know if you were standing with me or not. It had a broadhead in the burr yep. out I think the base. I saw you posted yep. that. Yeah, and I, I need to make a, another post with it. And, just, and his, well, I can't remember his theory. It uh, had been shot and like kind of in the pedicle and the broadhead was protruding. Mm-hmm. And when it shed, it, like took the that would be a broadhead. crazy. Fun. I do remember that shed now. Crazy, huh? Yeah. It wasn't a real big shed. No. But it still had a broadhead sticking out of it. Not crazy. What else you got? You got more down here. Oh, I do. I do. All right. 
Um, Dana Page yep. has a large eight point pair. Have you ever met Dana? I've not. Okay. Oh, you got to Dana Page has a large eight point pair. Correct. Mm-hmm. Have you seen them? Yeah, I actually. I'll, I'll tell some details later. I know. I know the deer actually. You do. Yeah. Is it is it straight typical yeah. eight or is there any extra tines? Clean eight. What's the score? One sixty. 164 or 166 with how much spread i don't know or is it bigger than that 168 i don't remember he won so, it it's it's high 60s is a clean eight it's got 14 inch high twos. 60s clean eight yeah when you score sheds you score them with an 18 inch spread is that correct i don't know for sure that's what i've heard yeah so well if that's true if his scored in the let me text him see if he'll respond yeah. over here call him i could call him because my dad, and a lot of these are things my dad found, but he hits it just as hard as I do. It's where I get it from. I have, like, potentially top five in the world, eight points. I I wouldn't bet the farm on it, but I'd bet some <laughs> considerable money on it. Bet the tractor on it? Well, you guys, like, just looking at the deer around here and what you guys do and get involved, you'll be able to tell me, but he's glancing. Like, that is just fucking impressive. We'll see if he responds. I just texted right. Dana. For hopefully quick here, he can respond. Dude. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to lay him on the table. I wanted yeah. the shock factor from Kurt. Ooh. Damn. All right. Let me hold them motherfuckers. See, and that's why I brought them, because anyone that appreciates it. Jeez, wow. look at those twos and threes. I We rough scored that at 168 and change with an 18-inch spread. So you got to think when it's on the deer, that'd be a 175. Wow. Holy fuck. The, these... Yeah. I don't want to say they're bigger than Dana's. Dana's were mass heavy, not tine yeah. heavy like this. I don't, I'm trying to get them on our camera here in the studio. They're too big, Kurt. I know, they <laughs> are too. Wow. That's up there, dude. Some of the biggest eight. That is. That's a big ass eight. Wow. My dad is convinced that we have the sheds from the year before. I'm not. Do you know the deer? That deer never got saw, never got harvested, never heard about it. I mean, it's small town, Marshall County, Illinois. You kind of hear about big deer that get killed. As far as I know, no, that, nobody's. That, that's a ghost. That's a clean eight. That's Hold a on, clean eight. Those sheds got found. Oh, 2011, 2012. Damn, got it. They, they had to be almost touching. Look at that. You're a little Just, tight on your bases. There you go. Still, though. Yeah, still damn close. Slammer 8. All right, did he respond? Oh, shit, I thought he responded. That's a big-ass 8. That's a giant 8, man. Woof. Yeah, Dana fucking loses mind over them. <laughs> That's a giant. How far were these sheds apart? That My dad, I don't know how many miles, but he searched for weeks. Oh, really? Right. Looking for the to. other side. I bet. And I want to say <laughs> the other side was three-quarters of a mile away. No kidding. <sighs> Three quarters of a mile away, and my dad was tired as hell and went over by this deadfall to sit on it and take a break, and that was laying on the other side. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. That's wild. You have to think, though. You could see that from, you'd think you'd see it from a mile away. You'd think Whatever you way would, it's but, sitting, but. Like, anybody out there that shed hunts knows how well those things can hide. They just, you find oh, the yeah. small ones, and then you're pissed because you didn't find the big ones. Remember that guy, I think it was Wisconsin also, he's like, check out this shed, and it was like. Three quarter inches. Yeah, I would love to find a button. Here's oh, it was I, literally I have, like this. I have technically found a spike, but it was it was bigger than these. These are probably right. my smallest antler, and the only reason I found them is because I was walking this creek bed, 
and I kick deer up off the bed. Well, that's one of my golden rules when you see deer, that especially you kicked up off a bed. Probably a shit you, in there. You got to go see that. Like, hey, it's Dana just, said, what What did each one of these measure separately? Do you know? No. He said one was 74 and one was 72 with about four inches chewed off. So. Well, text him the picture of these. Oh, here. Did you take a picture of me holding them? Yeah. So anyways, I was down in a creek bed and I kicked some deer up. And it was at the top of, like, one of those Marshall County mountain motherfucker hills. Mm-hmm. Well, God damn it, I got rules, I got principles, I have to walk up this damn hill now. <laughs> this was before I lost my legs, obviously. Um, but I walked right up the hill, and as soon as I got up to where they were, both of those were, like, right next to each other. The small ones, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, these yeah. small ones, yeah. Dude, I can't, I'm still mind-blown by those, that eight set. I I know they're just the main beam, the wraparound. Here, hold, them up. The yeah, hold them up just for podcast sake. I want to take a picture of you on the mic with these. This is crazy. Now hold your legs up too at the same time. <laughs> you want them like on the mic? <laughs> stand up. Stand up. No, I'm kidding. Don't stand up. <laughs> How would they be on his head? About like that. Yeah, there eighteen inch spread way short changes that deer. Yeah, oh, oh it does. Sure, a, bu- a buck eighty eight point. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> damn close. It's yeah. damn Dude. close. I we scored him when he first found him. I can't even hardly believe what I'm looking at. I mean that that's got to be a high seventies. Let's see. I texted Dana a picture. Good loud, he says. <laughs> Good loud. Here, I can probably call Dana. Call him. Can you plug him in? Gonna have his phone in his left hand. Let me see. I gotta let me ask him. Yeah, eighteen inch spread on that thing is well, short I, chain. I mean, I'm not a professional scorer. I, I'm not either. But I think that's how you're supposed to measure. Shit. Uh, Dana will know. Um, or Bucky he's always or busy. Something. He's always busy. Yeah, but Bucky, I, 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 I Bucky would know. If I remember Bucky right, probably. it was it was one sixty eight and change with an eighteen inch spread. On the, on the, this set, mm-hmm. it's it's. I think that might be a little bigger than Dana's. We'll see if we can call him. What are the beam links on that? Oh, uh, he's in an awards banquet right now. Long, long. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Long ass time ago, but that's that is probably he can't do it. That's probably one of our prized prized sets that hang in the basement. Oh, it's got to be. He's got those damn overachieving kids. Yeah, <laughs> those kids all trying to accomplish things in life. Be president, and he's shit. all supporting them. Yeah, what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. We're here doing a podcast like everybody else in the country nowadays. <laughs> All right. Let's see the next one. Antlers with nicknames. Okay. I, I just talked to a guy earlier today because I, you know, I work with another guy who works for the railroad. I'm playing with their generators. And I asked him, like, hey, do you deer hunt? And he was like, yeah, I deer hunt. And I was like, well, I'm going to be on this podcast later. I got a duffel bag and some badass shit antlers. Do you want to see them? Like, I want to show these off. Yeah. I showed him this one. I told him our nickname, and he said, we have a buck that we call flamethrower. Do any of you guys have a buck you call flamethrower? No. Imagine an antler that looks like fire. I already know what you're talking about. Let's just go right back to when you was like seven years old. You got to draw a deer with fire antlers. Yep. Are you ready to see it in real life and hold it? I'm I'm thinking of David Blanton's buck he killed. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Yeah. This is sweet. I'll, I'll pull it up here. Wow. That is a random weirdo, and we call that flamethrower. Holy shit. It's hard to tell exactly how that would sit on his head. 
Imagine that. Got I, your, th that. your thumb would be the brow, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like this. That's how it'd sit. Do you imagine that deer walking at you? Wow. We got to post some pictures of this. It's just, that's an odd one. Here, where's the look? I mean, what's his two, three, four, and five, and eight, and nine? Just squiggles, Whoa, man. Oh, man, squiggles. Here, let me pull up a picture of uh, David Blanton shot of bizarre. That is flamethrower. That's another one that's been down in our basement for 10, 15 years. You know, probably four or five times a year, I'll be over at my old man's house, and we will just randomly walk downstairs, pick up antlers, and talk about them. And, and he's got a bro one broken one, too. Yep. I probably won't be able to find it. I just, I don't know what they call the deer. I just typed in buck, but the dude's killed a million deer, so. <laughs> you just Google the word buck? No, David Blanton buck. Oh. Isn't it so crazy? Like, what, what causes shit to grow like this? I don't deer. know, but I'm in love with it. I figured right. it would pop up because it was a fairly, a, within a couple of years. Uh, never mind. He killed a buck that kind of had like. I've seen other deer look. like that. They kind of get the squiggles, but that one's just. That's how creepy is. Creepy has that too, a little bit, yeah. Too weird not to talk about. That, yeah. does, that just reminds me of like the Olympic flame, you know, like the statue yeah. of it, you know. Weirdo. That is one. This year I found, uh, you know, there's that fine line of like what's typical, what's non typical. Yeah. Somebody says, I found a non typical shed. This year is probably the first year I ever found one that I would call non typical. Mm -hmm. And it was fucking squirrel patch shoe to shit. Mm -hmm. But it was a random spot that nobody told me about that I found on Onyx Hunt. And I was two miles from the fucking truck. I don't care if it was a chewed up sliver of a spike. I was happy to find it. By yeah. Right. yeah I was and back I, in there. I found it and it had tines, two tines sticking up. And the brow tine was pointing down. And I was like, what the fuck is that? It's kind of backwards. And I walked up and grabbed it, and that's all it was. It was a brow tine, and then it goes down into two little paddles. And usually I've seen that before on deer that get injured or something, but they're, they're fat, they're regressing, they're unhealthy, something's going fucking weird. This was a young deer that had, like... Messed up pedicle or... Small bases. It, was, it wasn't gnarly like it fucked up in velvet. That's just the way it grew. Hmm. That's and so bad about antlers. I forgot to bring it in, but I found that antler and a bow release. Oh, you did? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I found somebody's release. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, in a <laughs> random spot. That's, that's awesome. Dude, that's a good fun, that's a fun collection of antlers. Yeah, it is. I kind of oh. like the show and tell type thing, too. I do. What else we got? I, we got a couple more. All right. This one. <sighs> buddy. That's a slammer. Yep. This is the first shed I found this year. I found it on accident going out to check trail cans. I was not going out to actively shed hunt. This was on January 17th. So and it had, it had fresh red blood. And I have a picture of him like 30 hours before I found it walking with this side and this side only. Really? Ooh. I probably burned 10 miles because I knew the direction he came from. The, the last time he was, he was wearing this one and not another one. But I, I rough scored that one at 73. It's a stud. Woo, boy. And I have a... I have pictures of that buck. He's got that split on his G2 every year, and he's doing nothing but getting bigger. He was honestly, he was about that exact same size last year. He just packed on a little more mass. Mm -hmm. That's and like when the bucks has a dead giveaway because of that G2. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's an early shedder because I didn't know which one it was. This isn't a super old deer, is it? I don't think so, no. But a couple years ago, you I got, got a... You might have yourself a 200-incher on the way, buddy. That, that, that deer might pop. That is not in a spot you can hunt. 
Not on a spot anybody can hunt? Correct. I mean, there's farms around it. Because, like, I just came from south, <laughs> southern central Iowa where they have chunks of public ground that are big enough to get lost in. Mm-hmm. Where I come from, central Illinois, like, your biggest public chunk is, what, 500 acres maybe? Six acres. Yeah. Like, the surrounding yeah. farms, there is no deer that is... Not worth traveling out of state for. <laughs> yeah, no, just stay home. There's huge deer in Mexico. Just Go down. I heard that. Canada's yeah. got some good Damn. ones, too, in Saskatchewan. Yeah, that's in an interesting spot that off the air I can elaborate on. Okay. But you cannot hunt that spot. around Areas around it, yeah. But I got trail cam pictures of another deer every bit as big as that in the same mm. same. That spot. deer's going to blow up, dude. Yep. It's already blown up, but it's going to pop, I bet. I bet he didn't gain 8, 10 inches from the year before. He looked wow. the exact. If I show you an old trail cam photo of him. And but I dude, mean, sometimes all it takes old, is one year and they got 40 inches I on. think you're right, though. I think he's a younger deer. It seems that it lo- doesn't look like a real massive old buck. Like, no, mm. but the the character of it, the dark lines, and he's co- almost got like, I call it moose grain. It's beautiful. When you get a dark horn that has and those kind heavy of, His tips wide out and stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's just a gorgeous antler, and I found it, like I said, early season on yeah, that's, accident. It's about as pretty as an antler as you'll get So right when there. your year yeah, starts with almost a 75-inch, like, okay, well, it's game on. I don't have to really Yeah, I'm it. already happy. We're yeah. good. I'm going uh, back to bed. I yeah. wanted to say that. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping Dana will listen to this, but he has his uh, 80 and 80 rule. I've adapted that. I want to I want to do like 5 and 50. Like, that's all I need. I like that. Five yeah. Let's be realistic with these <laughs> expectations. <laughs> Working class expectations. Yeah. For 5 and 50. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, I like that. Um, Big fan. Dana will be proud. I found some, uh, <laughs> some, like a big chewed up antler on public, but the first year that I started... Like, the first year I started walking on the tall legs, and I found one in a public spot. Like, this is cool, but I didn't hit it hard, hit it hard. The next year, I told myself, like, it's on. Mm-hmm. I am hitting it hard, looking on Onyx Hunt, finding places to go, and I'm making time to actually go. Mm-hmm. And I... I tracked it mile per mile so i knew exactly how far i had walked i walked 34 miles before i found my first shed on foot damn i walked my ass off and it paid off it is damn yeah and it had been (laughs) sitting there for like at least a couple weeks but I, i walked 34 miles of sweating and cussing and fighting and I'd walk up on that, and it was like, okay, it's all worth it now. It's a good antler. Worth totally it. worth Gappy, it. Gappy, some bitch. Yeah, and he's, his G2 points in, and his main beam points up, so he kind of looks like a little protractor action. Oh, I kind of Texas-y. Te- it, flat beam, man. Yeah, just straight up, and then... Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? But his yeah. beam just comes flat. So I walked 34 miles to find that shed, and I heard on another podcast, like, People like bringing memorabilia and shit. And if you don't care, I want to leave that here and give it to you guys. Oh, no way. Oh, oh, yeah. You're not leaving this here. That is. That's 35 miles on two fake legs to find that. And I'd be honored. You ain't getting like. You ain't getting the other one. Yeah. Hey, but, if you're leaving anything, leave that giant ape set. I mean, yeah, just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. But if you guys would have like a spot that you want to hang it or just you know, you, point out, appreciate. I mean, if you're gonna do that, fun. you got to sign it and do your episode number and everything. <laughs> sure. No, yeah. I'd I'd yeah. love to do that. I thought long and hard about it too because I have an antler. Dude, you don't have to leave the antler here. You don't. Have no. To. Listen, I have and I I want to, and it came down between that one and one that is arguably bigger. 
but it'd been laying there a couple years and I got two and it's still like it's just you found a dinosaur bone because it's so big and it laid there for so long. <laughs> you ever found a yeah. dinosaur born? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah you ever found a mammoth? Real impressive, but ever found a mammoth? <laughs> right. One upper jut over here. <laughs> no, so no, no, no. I asked my dad, like, hey, this is what I want to do. I'd be psyched about it. I got it narrowed down to like antlers that have to do with my story and something that means something to me. And I showed him those two because the chewed up one means like I, that was one of my first big hunts in my stubbies. What I actually did was I took a backpack and I walked as far as I could in the full length legs. And then when it started to get thick, I unbolted, put short legs on, put my legs in my backpack to get through the thick stuff. And I found that big one. Mm -hmm. So I was getting out looking where other people haven't been on public land. I explained all this to my dad. I showed it all to him. And my dad just said, well, that's a fucking easy one. Ain't nobody wants some chewed up goddamn shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah. If you got to give them one, like, they, that one's fucking worth it. Nobody wants chewed up piece yeah. of shit. Give them a pretty one. Well, I, 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 we appreciate that big time, man. And, uh, yeah, you got to sign it if you're going to leave it. Sure, I can do that. Yeah, you got to. And, dude, incredible. Great show and tell of sheds. I brought the... These two almost look like a... They're not the same, but... 55 miles apart. Okay, never mind. Hour, hour the drive. Winter migration. Winter yeah. range. Yeah. Look at the G2s, though, how they both curve in. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's uh-huh. a good point. That's cool. Oh, Dude, yeah. this is probably the best show-and-tell story collection of sheds oh, well, that I think I've ever been ran through, you know? I'm, I'm honestly, I was honored and tickled to death to be here. Started, yeah. I, I started listening to the podcast in 2016, and I forgot to look it up on Facebook, but Judd's probably the one that turned me on to it. He forgot when, about us. When it's I okay. start, No, I forgot about <laughs> podcasts, but when I started working for this company, you know, you're working by yourself, you put the headphones in, you zone out, eventually music gets boring. Yeah. Yep. So I switched to podcasts, so I heard about you guys from a long time ago, mm-hmm. and then I think the one thing that you... you like gave me a shout out on a podcast like people that shed hunter and a cult they'd say like man if i lost both my legs i'd still be out there shed oh you're fucking yeah right well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i fucking am too. Yeah. yeah yeah so uh yeah that i don't know where the hell i was going with no. that but just listen to the show and whatnot well we're, we're glad to have you in the studio man i'm glad yeah. we we're able to like make this work and you're able to come in and bring all the uh oh, yeah, show that's and tell that's what i was saying so yeah i'm that's that's creme de la creme. That's I asked my dad, hey, if you were only going to bring like a duffel bag of them, which ones have stories, which ones are cool, which ones would yeah. somebody want to just hold because they're freaking neat. Yeah. We probably have. Uh, so I found 19 this year. So that's and, impressive work right there. I'm not yeah. I'm not done. I want to crack 20. This, yeah, this you got to find one my, more. This is my record year. I haven't tracked mile per mile, but I've probably, I can easily say, arguably, I've walked 80 plus. I 80, believe it, man. Plus, and I don't end up in an odd number. Yeah, I think my record's like twenty, like not, not more than twenty. No, but like in there, and that's a fuck ton for me. And that's a year that I went balls to the wall. Like you I know? said, the, the stars aligned with my workload, and my job's really flexible. You get a generator in Chicago that's broke. Well, I mean, I'm leaving my house at four thirty in the morning, and it could be a, a bad battery, and I carry one on my truck. Mm-hmm. Like I'm standing at the unit for an hour maybe two if i gotta double check a bunch of stuff but then you're done and i'm i'm i've came far enough financially i don't need eight hours and i love flexibility Mm -hmm. so the stars align this year for me to get out two three sometimes four days a week for i mean anywhere from a half hour to like three hours right yeah change your battery hey i'm still working 
No, no, there, there was none of that. My time cards reflected, but if you want to call it like a glorified lunch break on the way home, yeah, I find a cool public spot yeah. to go check out and just hammer them. And this has been a hell of a year. This is a, it's an honor to be on this podcast to talk about all this stuff because I'm so damn passionate about it. Mm-hmm. On my up to date record year, did well, you find more in Iowa or Illinois? I d- I haven't shed. Well, I took like a half hour walk in Iowa. This is all Illinois. Okay. I found all of mine in Illinois, and 18 were on public land. That's, awesome. That's impressive. That's one was awesome. real impressive. Yeah. It is. Well, dude, we're glad to have you, man. It's a ton of fun talking to you. This is going to build, and then we can do some check-ins with you and whatnot. And, sure. Um, if people want to find you, I know we talked TikTok, Lim Lost Boss. Where else mm-hmm. can they get a hold of you? Say, not a lot. Of, I, more of the hunting community is getting TikTok. Like, Eric just downloaded TikTok. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys that aren't on TikTok still. Mm-hmm. So that makes it even more impressive. I just followed you like an hour ago. Hell yeah. One more. Why That's not? That's right. <laughs> more yeah. the merrier. Yeah. Are you are you making money from TikTok? I am. I am. Good. And I, I kind of did that by, not by accident, but I didn't think it was going to turn into anything. You get an email and they're like, hey, we're inviting you to the creator fund. Your rules, regulations, and your pay scale starts at 13 cents a video. If you make more than $10, you got to fill out tax forms. Fuck that. That's not worth my time. So yeah. I just forgot about it. Like, I'm not going to worry about that. Like six months later, I get an email like your creator fund is ready for withdrawal. I don't. I didn't sign up for any of that. I didn't. That's six million dollars in there. Well, so I clicked it <laughs> and like I'm not gonna do anything for ten bucks, but I clicked it and it had built up to like seven hundred dollars, and I was like, no shit. I'll, I'll fill out some forms for that. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I uh, I am on there, and it's it's definitely not paying the bills, but you know, fill, it's better fill nothing. Your, fill your truck with gas, just fucking around on your phone and making jokes. Why not? <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah. Good for good for you, man. Yeah. So if they don't have TikTok, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Hayden Bailey, but I don't really add anybody back unless, A, your profile picture is you holding a deer, or B, if I know you. Yeah. I get so many friend requests on there, and I just... It, yeah, right. I, I have Facebook. I'm, I'm weird with Facebook. It's, it's kind of fading out. Well, I'm weird. Facebook it, sucks. It feels more personal. <laughs> like, yeah. if I'm posting pictures of my kids... Mm-hmm. I don't post. I post every now and again. My kids on Instagram. Hey, let's be honest. I'm there for marketplace. What's up? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there for marketplace. <laughs> my marketplace thing. to newsfeed ratio is like ninety ten. Yeah. yeah, I'm just seeing what's for sale. It's, it's the only thing sale. keeping Facebook alive for blue collar guys. Yeah, oh, for sure it is. Yeah. I well, tell everyone if it wasn't for the podcast and marketplace, I wouldn't be there. No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, for sure. TikTok, Lim Lost Boss. Any any shout outs? Anything you want to close out with? Uh, Dream Team Prosthetics in Duncan, Oklahoma, is the clinic that. Gave me the tools and the prosthetics and taught me how to use them. And their protocol made me successful. They won't take the credit for it. They say it's all on the person. I say it, it you know, it takes the right tools to do the work to get to where I'm at. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much. I got one more question for you. Please hit it. Have you ever, do you ever think about like going out west, like shed hunting or hunting at all? Yes. Question. And right after I lost my legs, um, obviously your priorities get redirected for sure my dad and i went and hunted mule deer in new mexico okay and we actually ended up in a unit that had no fucking mule deer (laughs) 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 we uh we went down there based on an outdated map in a magazine that said there was trophy bucks in this area and we ended up down there and talked to some of the locals and they were like the fucking drought four years ago killed every deer out here and we they're like you came from central illinois to hunt deer here and we were like yeah i know Oh, yeah. So uh, I've I've been mule deer hunting in Wyoming. That was my, right after graduating high school with my dad. That was an experience, and uh, I've been in New Mexico legless once. Damn, 
That's a good story. <laughs> Pretty good one. Do a little more research. Yeah. <laughs> Next well, well, hey, don't read magazines from the 80s anymore either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, found a hidden gem. Let's go. This magazine. Yeah, we drew good. tags first try. But yeah. no, I have thought about that. And like I kind of mentioned at the beginning of this thing, covering ground, you know, as an amputee is a lot harder. Sure. But that also kind of brings out just being strategic and figuring out, you know, where you're doing and what you got mm-hmm. to do to get where you want to be and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I I would like to do that someday when I have more time to apply to it. Yeah. I'd say my big focus right now would be at some point, probably not this year, but in the next couple of years, I'm going to get back into bow hunting. Because oh, I bow awesome. hunted before I lost my legs. And I, it's just a passion of mine. Right now I live in town. It's our first house. And our plan in the next year is to actually, my dad's getting a house built. And then we're going to buy the house I grew up in. And I'll be living right where i hunt so it'll be a lot more easy to yeah for sure get off work anybody's got the drive man you got it i'm gonna try he's killing it i don't have any doubts (laughs) i do not have any doubts that you'll you'll kill as soon as you start you pick a bow back up you'll kill a bow that year or kill a deer with your bow that year kill a bow you could kill a bow honestly i would i would like to kill it i would like to try and ground hunt for deer with a bow i would like to put on a ghillie suit at four foot nothing and go tuck a ghost blind for you would be money fucking money you ever seen the ghost blind? Is that those mirrors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm a little guy, and I can walk through thick spots that nobody can. And you know when you get back in what I call a buck hide, when you go somewhere and you feel like you're in the beast's lair. Yeah. Like, I'm in this fucker. I'm, I am outnumbered here. Like, this Especially if you put these territory. sons of bitches on, you could be yeah, perfect so oval. if I could get in one of those thickets, like, I just want to see a deer of this class walk through that thick because they got to have their face dragging the ground to get that rack through some of that yeah. stuff mm-hmm. could you imagine finding a thick spot to set up in that and just wait man i just think getting in and out would be tough but you could do it oh yeah I would. he that's goes hard. right underneath that mold of flora rose okay, yeah anybody. that's true i'm eye level with the deer's trail yeah that's true i can see their tunnels like a little hobbit roads yeah i can, get on, roads. <laughs> I can get on their level and see like yeah. they're traveling here like not trying to be an asshole or nothing but you could almost put like just carry a decoy with you with the short legs on and be the decoy yeah you, like be, a, you are the decoy deer centaur I mean, I, <laughs> nobody's ever done that before. Would that be legal? Like the Trojan horse, but you're I mean, just yeah. the deer. I don't think there's any law saying it's illegal. You can't be a bilateral amputee deer centaur to go out and kill bucks. I, hey. What DNR is going to charge you when you come out walking like that? <laughs> the guy having a bad day. You got something against yeah. guys with no legs, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> Not here trying to hunt just like you are. Yeah, just guilt them. Yeah. Oh, totally. Hey, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes, man. Yeah. yeah, whatever it takes. You can do it. I have I faith might, in you, buddy. I might go creative with it, but at first we're going to try and just be a bush. Be a bush first, and then be a centaur after yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, yep. man. This is a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah appreci- no, we appreciate it. This is, this is a lot of fun. That's cool. This is, you've done a podcast before this? No, no, I ain't never done nothing like this. Fuck. Well, no, I was nervous as hell when I walked through that door. I just drove hours. I feel like I can't walk. I'm walking like shit, leaning on stuff. I'm all... Popping the cherry, you know? Yeah, well, we're here now. I feel like I'm at home. Oh, it was a blast, man. <laughs> Eric, you got anything to throw in? No, man, just appreciate you bringing in the show and tell and coming on board. Judimus? Badass. The whole thing, all of it. Love it. Good times. Thanks, buddy. Yep, thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.
I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.